listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Yeah, Nick, what makes you different from the next nigga? Seen you last week and you couldn't even speak. You're trying to play like Mr. All of That, but now you want to come to me with some chit chat? I don't have no time for no wham bam. Thank you, ma'am. Gas me up, get me drunk, and hit the skins and scram. The same old shit you pulled last week on Pam. I'm not having that. No, I'm not having that. Hey, welcome to the Blackout Tips Podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. And we're live on a Sunday noon ish time mm-hmm. um, on our coast. But Sunday morning um, over on the West Coast, uh, aka the Best Coast, is what I hear. Uh, what's going on we got a guest that has been on the show um for our premium show our um she was on our premium show for uh the nerd off where we had like all the ladies on that was cool and then we she was also um if you listen to our live show uh that we did from nerd uh from negrocon Mm -hmm. that was uh she was the person that introduced us but it's our girl shanna from the mtr network and project fandom what's going on not much um it is early here but y'all don't want to know how early i got up because i was so <laughs> excited and nervous <laughs> it's like I, I was like i can't sleep i can't sleep and be on uh, <laughs> what well, is like 9 a.m your time yeah and i was up i've been up for like at least two hours <laughs> <laughs> I guess we could have started at 10, but we actually needed a little bit uh, to sleep in a bit. We went out last night with some friends and uh, had a good time. We, we met John from um, Project, Project Fandom. Fandom. Um, uh, yeah. We got to meet. Uh, I t- saw that he was driving up to Charlotte. I'm so glad you guys got to meet. Yeah, we had awesome. a good time. He, he was cool people. Um, he tried to uh, spread the gospel of Westworld to me and Justin the uh the only two non-believers in the world um and then uh he uh toya came up um too who uh people have been listening to the show for a long time toya used to call the show like every uh feedback back in the day and uh talk about uh fuck mario chalmers you guys may remember that mantra um she also uh, is a fan of uh the morning jones which is how we kind of know each other mm-hmm. which is before we even had a podcast I, was, I think i was listening to the morning jones yeah and um it was cool to be able to finally uh meet her in person because uh that's been a long time in the making it has so uh it was a cool night man um but uh but anyway that's why we need to sleep in a little bit longer you know had a few drinks i had a few drinks had a few um but uh let's talk about today all right guys um shanna you do a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. over there at the mtr network yeah and chris better not and and chris already knows if he's if he dies his legacy will live on forever through you right um (laughs) so what all do you what all are you doing over there right now um well currently we're in san diego comic-con mode so we are doing all of the prep work reaching out to press agents um reaching out to uh studios just trying to get into rooms and get interviews and uh talking to different artists and creators and kind of all of that stuff and then i write i write some for the site but it's more editorial stuff um, more opinion pieces so i just did like a round table article with a bunch of people the doctor uh moji over at tv movie mistress a friend of mine who's an actress um and we talked about women in star wars and fandom 
um, which has uh, apparently been found by the trolls because they're all over Facebook today calling me um, an extreme feminist. Wow. Uh, so that's been fun. Um, and actually one thing that people don't know, which is new, not new for me because I've been working on it for a while, but new because I'm just talking about it is that I've been writing a comic book. Um, and I'm hoping like in the next week or so by the end of the month to launch a Patreon around that, um, because I want to pay my artist. Um, I think she's dope and I want to pay her all the money. Um, so I want to, cause right now I've been paying her myself and you know, my budget is limited. Um, so to continue working on that and also to hopefully, you know, print some issues and things like that. Oh, that's dope, man. Um, when are you gonna announce like all the stuff with the comic book as far as like, uh, the name? Are you waiting for the Patreon to give us like the name and what it's about? Um, I can totally do it here. Um, it's a comic. It's called Young God. Um, it's about a Muslim boy who finds out that he's a reincarnation of Jesus. Um, and it's all about self discovery. Mm. Um, the religion thing is kind of just like a, way to get into the conversation around like self-discovery what it means to grow up Mm -hmm. um how society's expectations of you may be different from your expectations of yourself um and yeah and it's set in oakland which is where i live um so all the characters are kids in oakland which is also what i do i work with uh youth in the bay area so kind of inspired by them and then the stories that i've been wanting to tell so oh, that's dope man because i always think about how like religiously like now in this time period um i feel like if jesus existed and came back today they would kill him again yes they would because uh how yeah. how different um and it would be in the name of christianity but by how different um christianity is now compared to the way that you know jesus got strung up and shit um uh like i was i said i said on uh, my facebook page i was like wasn't jesus an outlaw because you know they always like use the bible for like really harsh stuff that they do in legally in america so i was like well the bible would want us to do this i'm like but weren't weren't laws like kind of the reason jesus like they were able to manipulate it to kill him and it's like well i mean i mean technically he didn't break no laws i said uh you don't have to break a law to be an outlaw come on i mean it's we it's motherfuckers right now that's like can't step foot back into the um united states because they're technically considered an outlaw but they didn't break any laws you know it's just it's just interesting to see how that polarity is shifting uh that's a great concept just this idea of uh um what would it even be like to discover something like that about yourself how would your life change and then like what would your actions do and how would they be received in a society uh, you know because you said it's in oakland so in america like in a society like this like i can't even imagine yeah and like the idea came from that as well as i think teenagers are a lot smarter and a lot I, they're a lot more powerful than we give them credit for Correct. um i think people are starting to wake up to it with the parkland kids but especially when I see teens portrayed in media, they're constantly annoying and or pretentious and like everybody's, oh, like I hate that kid. And that's not my experience working with teenagers. Like 
even the ones who I have struggled with, I'd still rather spend time with them than most of the adults and that I know. Mm, so I right. just, I, I wanted to share something with like teens being not perfect, but powerful. Mm. So that's dope. Um, speaking of which, um, you've been watching, I know you watching, you review a lot of stuff for MTR network. Um, and you actually watch a couple of our favorite shows. Um, uh, and speaking of teens and powerful, but making mistakes, cloak and dagger. Uh, what do you think about that so far? I friggin' love this show. I mean, the music, the action, everything about it is just on point. And then on top of it, I think the actors are so good. Mm-hmm. I got to interview them at WonderCon. And first of all, they're just adorable. Like, I, ju- I wanted to pinch their cheeks. I was <laughs> instantly in love with them. And every, and every single person I interviewed was like, yeah, it's them. Like, they're the reason the show is great. And then the story, I don't know, my, like, I have a different relationship from the comics, um, with the story, but the show has managed to capture that kind of, I don't want to say like gritty, mm-hmm. um, but the, the, those kids are not perfect right. um, in any way. And the show doesn't try to make them. Like, even Ty, he's so angry, mm-hmm. but he's such a good kid. Mm-hmm. And I love that, uh, the push and pull of that, where he's just, he's mad all the time. Like, he's literally the Hulk, just always <laughs> angry. Because he doesn't know how to deal with anything. Right. And, and nobody's, like, letting him feel things. I just, I love it. I love so how good. I love how they neither one of them have control over their powers yet, and uh, they're trying to figure it out as they go. But like clearly, they're struggling um, with that, and it's got to be related to their emotions. Um, but they but like they still haven't tapped into it, so you still have that element of the show. Um, the sequence with the American funeral, I thought was just amazing TV. Wow. Yes. Um, that I've never whoever is the music supervisor on this show yeah <laughs> I've never seen a show pick such whether it's the lyric the mood uh, just whatever the tone is they're trying to set it all works in every scene yeah and then um, it just turned out to be a lot deeper than I thought it would be um, uh, I think the only reason I checked it out is because um I forget who directed the first episode. It was like, uh, I want to say it was a black woman that, that they said was like gonna. It was Gina Prince Bifewood. There we go. Yeah. So I was like, I'll check it out. And then I was like, hmm, this kind of good. And then the next one, oh, this is good too. And then by the third one, I was like, all right, so we're watching this all season. And Karen sat there and watched it with me, which is, you know, rare for new stuff. So uh, I was like, it must be good if she's sitting here uh, ready to watch it. We still haven't watched Fridays yet, but um, <laughs> but but we watching, but we we're, we're watching it every week because that dope. Yeah, because uh, when it comes to uh, new shows, shit get canceled all the time, and I'm like, my time is precious, and I refuse to invest time into some of that. But like, you know what? Nah, fuck you. So I'm like, I'm not picking up, in, particularly on certain channels. I like i wait to binge it or some things i just i'm the type of person i'm content with not watching shit i know some people that's not their thing they have to kind of watch and consume everything i'm like all right i missed it it's the greatest show ever i don't give a fuck i'm not watching it you can't make me watch it i'm not watching it but uh for me this show actually grabbed my attention 
And the funny thing about it is that I talked about it before. It was on Freeform. I'm like, what the fuck is a Freeform? I didn't realize it was the old ABC Family Channel. Uh-huh. And so I was like, oh, that's what it is. And so for those of you out there, please do watch it. And like y'all talking about the music and the tone and everything, like you said, it's absolutely perfect because particularly with that American Funeral song, I actually I was like, who makes this song? Because the man is singing mm-hmm. that song, he is singing his soul. Like, it's one, it's one of them songs where you can almost feel the lyrics flow through your TV. I don't know if that makes sense. Where you like, wow, like I've never seen anything captured like this. And so, um, for it to catch my attention, it's a, it's, it's it's a plus because Roger know me I will check out a shit in a heartbeat and keep it going doing something and go do something else I've never shazammed so much music every episode mm-hmm. I'm just like shazam shazam what's this what's this what's this it's yeah. so good they gotta start a Spotify or a title playlist or something Ooh. for everybody oh um, I started one oh, uh, it's called go. Ty and Tandy <laughs> <laughs> just search Spotify <laughs> All right, great. appreciate <laughs> because you. I'm adding each week as I watch. I'm just adding more songs. It's so good. Yeah, we definitely like it. The world needed it, you know, because uh, that the, the like you said, the music is is be a beast over there. And then uh, the other show you watched that's a big favorite of ours, uh, Supergirl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I do the Supergirl recaps with the Doctor and when did Supergirl become like the second best DC TV show just past the flash right past arrow and you know and me and Roger talked about this I think Supergirl me and Roger talked about Supergirl didn't have all them funky ass breaks they killed me with Mm -hmm. the breaks and the breaks didn't make sense the breaks wasn't around anything it was like two episodes all three weeks back for four more off two weeks i was like who is making this schedule i understand they were saying that they don't want they're not trying to run it a five days a week cool but the way y'all do y'all scheduling is hard to find in and then for people like us that have been watching i know we you probably watch all the shows too you move the days around you bump the days around you know you had black lightning in the place of of another show and then when that show went off you know when black lightning ended you bought the show back and i think supergirl has the a benefit of you ran you broke you took a long ass break and then you came back and you ran it into you know like uh last week i like that i mean i'm not trying to if you need to take long breaks i'd rather you take long breaks like this because it's easy for me to follow week to week than you stop starting sometimes we didn't even know when they were coming on because they kept breaking so irrationally but uh mm-hmm. doing the season for a lot of those shows and i think it hurt a lot of those shows like particularly the flash and arrow they actually are better shows if you can binge it but if you had to watch it like it like us week to week you forgot what happened why is he doing it like stuff just started to make no sense because of the breaks yeah i think and also it's not good writing like they would take right. a break and come back and it's like they forgot what happened they forgot what happened in right. the last episode and i'm like aren't y'all writing it <laughs> like i mean are y'all making this up on the fly they pay y'all too much money to give us half-ass stories yeah i think mm-hmm. i think also um when you when you can tell a complete narrative arc and then take that one break and come back um i think i think it just does a lot more for the momentum of the show because when you're like taking three weeks on one week off then four weeks on then six weeks off and then back for six weeks and then off for two weeks and then back you know like a lot of the shows did that this year you know and i don't know what wb can or cw whatever can do with the planning 
of these shows because i think that's a huge um that's that's a huge thing to um try to overcome as like even as a writing staff and it sounds like they had some turmoil because you got people leaving the show people doing other projects um who knows what the fuck that does when you're telling you know people like okay we're gonna film this but uh well now i gotta do a movie and y'all are moving shit around like i can't now what I, i just i'm out you know so i don't know uh what all happened to the other shows but i know supergirl to me was like probably the second best show um after black lightning for me um and it man it has some good like little moments that other shows don't have too like of stuff they confronted about jimmy's race and being a hero and um Mm -hmm. stuff like that um a lot of the you know um alex wanted to have a, a, a kids but her partner um not wanting to have kids and ends up like basically they break up over it um mm-hmm. you know um even just alex coming out of the closet last season um like it's just it's just a lot of stuff they do on that show that i think a uh, win and his issues with uh his absentee mother and um of course his criminal father um and they don't do it in the like cliche comic book way it's very much like have family drama have like and in the background supergirl's punching nigga in the face you know like it's i really appreciate that show and um yeah I, those like like i said you you reviewed two of our favorite shows so uh i had to let you know i supergirl just they they really did they did an episode on gun violence they did an episode talking about race and superheroes and i i was astounded i'm not gonna lie i was a hater in the beginning. I was definitely the one on the podcast, like, I guess it was all right. It was kind of cheesy. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the doctor was like, no, Supergirl is awesome. She reads the comics. Like, and I was just like, all right, I guess I'm gonna go with you on it. And then it just got so good. And so I know some folks don't watch it. Like they're like, Oh, I couldn't get into it. Mm-hmm. Get into it, get into it, especially like season two, watch the growth. Mm-hmm. I shows don't have a time to grow anymore. Right. It is very much so. If you're not awesome right off the bat, canceled. So right. watch a show that grows into itself. It's good. And and also the station change made a big difference. Yeah, because it was on CBS. Once they moved from CBS, they was like, you know what? We don't got these restrictions anymore. Because I think they literally had, I think at first they were saying that they didn't want her to fly. I was like, she's fucking Supergirl. What the fuck is this? Like, that's stupid. Well, I mean, there's like some crossover stuff too they can do. Um, but this is another thing I was going to say, which is kind of sad for the CW hero shows. Another thing that adds to the quality of the show, the less crossover they have with the other shows. Like, mm-hmm, like right. if you look at the order of like how people like the shows best or worst it's like the shows this year they actually just said we're gonna tell the story we want to tell and not involve the other shows those are the ones that had the the best storylines um mm-hmm. and you know like obviously black lightning had zero crossover and i'm absolutely fine with that i mean if they cross over because they need to get the ratings from the other shows i understand but i i'm fine if they just want to keep doing this me too um and then uh the cross like supergirl i don't think had they had one crossover to start the season and then they had the big crossover with everybody no that's the one i'm talking about that's the only one i think they did yes and and the thing is with this particular crossover this is one of the best crossovers yeah because it was great for people who who watched all the shows Oh, particularly on Supergirl, they would always fuck Supergirl's crossover over. 
and people that don't watch supergirl will be highly upset because you watch supergirl for three seconds of somebody be like supergirl and you'd be like this is not a fucking crossover don't bullshit me with a goddamn cross and, and a lot of people would and i understand their anger we watch the show so it would be like a regular episode but if you don't watch it you're like why am i watching some shit that i'm not following for two seconds of the flash running in talking about let's go Kara. That's right. a waste of time for them. But the way they did the Planet X was literally what everybody had been asking for. Come in. If you don't watch them all, who gives a fuck? Let's do a big battle. And then everybody goes back to their own little world. That's yeah, like a four-hour oh. movie almost. Right. The way that they did it. Um, and, and, and so but so they, they had that one crossover. But then everything else was pretty much self-contained in its own world. They right. didn't, like, shit. This finale, they didn't even, like, go get Superman. It was just straight up, like, can cars save the world? Yeah. And, I, and like it was yeah. so funny with the finale because you see uh clark for like two seconds they're like clark is in madagascar and I, I was like they got 20 heroes in national city right and clark is like saving the whole rest of the <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> i know clark was like can i get just a little bit of backup right someone come out here and help me a little bit <laughs> anybody please they might as well say he's on permanent vacation but uh yeah the yeah. show the show turned out to be really good so um and, and yeah it was hokey at the beginning but i actually didn't mind when it was hokey mm-hmm. and kind of girl power you because we kind of needed that energy anyway because uh the other shows were all dark yeah and i'm like all y'all got five chances to tell a different version of the same hero stories why make them all sad and somber and depressing and dark and every uh you know like every show is getting darker every season like I kind of like, you know, that car is still like, I believe in hope. I can change this person. Mm-hmm. I'm going to talk them out of being evil. Like, I kind of like that energy as opposed to, like, they had a fucking episode about gun violence. And and the end conclusion was like, we're going to do away with guns at our agency. Like, we're now using non-lethal tech, uh, tech to, in, in order to, uh, do our jobs. Arrow did an episode about guns and the end was like, um, we still going to be shooting niggas though, right? yes like it was like that's a major change to me like compared like that tells you about the tonal shift in those two different shows so um yeah i i I love supergirl man yeah i you i do too and i also think that uh the difference for those of you to watch like flash and arrow uh particularly with the flash uh i don't know if the people that do the flash don't understand that you can't out arrow i mean you can't out arrow arrow as far as like the darkness and I think, you know, at one period of time, they was uh, had a competition of who could be the most emo uh, character. You was like, mm, this, this is not working, you know, because, and I think that's what made the Flash kind of go down because I'm, I like, first season was like Barry being happy. It was like, it was, it was similar to Supergirl. That's why those two were, at one period of time, were two of my favorite shows because I really enjoyed just the brightness, just the uh hey i could do anything type of thing and then once the flash kind of got away from that and started kind of mimicking arrow i was like no 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 we started off with oliver on the island like baby this ain't the same be happy and bubbly over there in your own little world with iris and all them remember the arrow supergirl i mean not arrow the flash supergirl crossover the first one Mm -hmm how dope that was because they were both like very happy funny characters it was like oh my god look at my faves now i'm just like bear you stay your ass away from car we don't we don't want you bring your sadness Mm-mm. over here we don't want her being all sad and depressed and shit like that and you know the thing is uh p- 
particularly i think it more falls down to the writing you know it's almost like they didn't know i don't know if with the timing and and all that stuff they didn't know how to tell the stories or they didn't get better writers or they was like told last minute you can do this and that and also the thing about it is that they uh the stations actually fuck up their own shit because they'll get a movie and then tell the tv shows y'all can't do this and y'all can't do that so who knows how many ideas had to be fucking tanked last minute because they came and told them y'all can't use certain characters well also i think um supergirl they have benefited from also just moving things along where the flash hasn't the the flash is always trying to drag out these storylines over a whole season supergirl was sad in the beginning of the season and then alex was like okay we're gonna go back home you know you're gonna get a smooth like three days to wallow drink this whiskey mm-hmm. and then we're gonna get back to it right. <laughs> like, you know it's just that they don't sit in stuff the way the flash and arrow do and also i think this season oliver didn't get credit oliver was actually trying to be happier yes Yo, oliver <laughs> yes listen, this i don't know who wrote this season um because like if i have to rank my shows i would probably go black lightning supergirl legends arrow but it's a big leap between arrow and flash like flash was real bad to me at times arrow never got like arrow wasn't as bad as like i think two seasons ago i think it was the worst but like oliver trying to be uh less toxic masculinity was hilarious but also like for like they needed to do it um like i this season where he started actually listening to people's advice i remember like looking at my screen like what is happening uh who wrote this thing where he's like (laughs) you know what you made a right you made the good point john i was wrong about that shit and i should have listened to you and you know what if you want the arrow costume you can have it it's it's not even a big deal i'm like the fuck is this dude you know but but it was about time because yo it's like six seasons in you can't keep doing the same shit from season one we've seen the speech uh where he mansplains the thing to the woman that's on the team and then like goes off and does what the fuck he wants to we've seen that a thousand times we've never got to see the other way where he's like but you really don't need to do this uh felicity like you don't have to and she's like i'm gonna do the shit anyway and he's like well you know what i used to be like that too in season one so i understand all right have a good one like it was cool to see it for once yeah he was on his white man redemption tour you know (laughs) he literally was because he was like i was white and problematic i fucked up yes i was because they would be calling him out and he would be like yeah i was wrong i was fucked up right you know i'm not gonna stop you because i know when i was there could nobody stop me but i'll be here after you fuck shit up uh, and he still and he still could whoop your ass too like that was the other part I know. like i'm trying to understand but like when renee kept pushing him he punched that nigga through a tree like <laughs> like all right he then. was like stand down he was like <laughs> wild dog was like fuck you he was like all right take this one to the chest <laughs> right i warned you he punched that nigga to that tree it was so good oh man <laughs> I I have like the weirdest um, encounters with. I was in New Orleans, just at a restaurant, chilling, um, having breakfast. It was a little hole in the wall diner, absolutely delicious. I love New Orleans, and talking. We start talking to this woman who's next to us. She's like, "Oh, I'm at the end of our my vacation." We're like, "Oh, we just started our vacation." She's like, 
yeah, I live in Vancouver. And I was like, oh, I love Vancouver. Like a ton of shows that I watch film there. And she's like, oh, you're into TV. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I watch a lot of TV, um, you know. And she she turned out to be like an accountant for TV shows that film in Vancouver. Like, And so I'm like, yeah, like I, I'm really into them. Like I know the actors and, and all that kind of stuff. And she said that she used to do Arrow season one because I mentioned like Emily Bett Rickards. She was like, oh, yeah, like she's so sweet. And she said how like the accountants used to watch uh, Stephen Amell doing the salmon ladder on (laughs) the set. That was fun. Um, I think now she works on like the good doctor. I was like, this is so random that I am in another city just (laughs) eating breakfast and it turns out that like the woman next to me is an accountant for all the TV shows that I watch. Right. Like just random. That's my, that's my life. <laughs> I, I always have like weird encounters like that. Um, actually also one of my faculty members, uh, who I work with, her brother-in-law, cause she, she's from, um, Canada as well. Her brother, I, no, her sister-in-law also is like a stunt person on like the hundred. Wow. That's Roderick's show. That's my show. I love the hundred. Listen. Oh my gosh. I love that show so much. Yo, Octavia, the baddest bitch. The baddest. Uh, she is also the baddest bitch and just a bitch. Mm, yeah, at, at the same <laughs> I time. I just love it. At the same time. But I, but the thing is, like, um, nobody can really call her on her shit because everyone that would try to call her is is a hypocrite. Like they're always like, uh, octavia you shouldn't do this brutal thing that you're about to do and then she'll just be like well remember in season two you remember that when you said and i'm like that's a good point like she every time she gets into like because you know they always show her just like doing some just savage shit to somebody and then and then like I, the whole rest of the episode is everybody talking behind her like we should probably confront her about this shit because this is pretty whack right <laughs> uh it is kind of whack but you don't get killed fucking with the wrong one and then they'll finally <laughs> confront her by the end and they make it seem like they're about to like gang up on her and like you know basically talk her into a corner where she has to be like damn i am doing this the wrong way i don't know why i'm being so harsh to everybody but instead every time she just flips it to be like well hold up now remember when we was in the bunker and you wanted to kill everybody how about that oh okay and my brother how about when you was trying to shoot up random villages and shit uh and you got all them people killed they didn't do nothing to you like i love those moments because she's so good uh she's my fave right now i love how she constantly does the thing where she you think she's about to relent she's just like i get it i love you guys i care about you but if you fuck with me again (laughs) i am now the queen and I will take you out. Yes. That is all. <laughs> and then she just walks away. <laughs> so beautiful. So I love her. She's the best, man. Um, so, uh, but yeah, I, I love the 100 as well. And then, um, uh, I was going to ask, how did you end up getting up with Chris and the MTR network? Um, and what came first, that or working with Nina and, uh, Project Fandom? Um, it was with Chris first. And honestly, I owe everything to black guy who tips. Um, and I think I said this at Negro Con as well. So I listening to your show would hear Chris guesting on it. And I think it was on your show that he announced that he was looking for new co-hosts. And I just kind of hit him up and was like, 
you know, I've, I've wanted to get into podcasting. I didn't want to start a podcast from the ground up. And I also knew I didn't have any people that would be consistent. And I know like consistency is key. So I was like, if you're looking for co-hosts, I watch a ton of TV. Um, I would love to do it. And so then we started podcasting. I think the first thing we podcasted was Constantine. Mm. And then that got canceled and we started podcasting Gotham. And then both of us stopped liking that. So we stopped podcasting that. Um, but then, yeah, I started going to conventions and things. And then similarly, Nina was on um, your show and she was talking about Project Fandom. And I think she said she was looking for writers. And I went to her site um, cause I wanted to do more writing and yeah, just connected to her, um, and then started covering originally I was just going to cover like tech stuff and, um, kind of new, like, so my first articles are about like streaming services and things like that. And then just started covering TV and going to conventions is so fun. So yeah. So I'd be like, Hey, so there's this convention near me and I'm, one of the few people on the West Coast. So there's lots of conventions that happen up and down the West Coast. So I was like, oh, I can go to this one or I can go to this one. And then I just started doing that, which means I spend a lot of my time when I'm not working, traveling um, to go to conventions, which isn't easy, but it's fun. (laughs) It's like very tiring. I spend my weekends traveling and then my like weekdays working. So and then, to afford to travel and then um, um you also do a lot of stuff at the cons like you're not just actually at the cons chilling like you know the average fan or whatever like you're also working the cons right mm-hmm. yeah so i go and i usually if it's a smaller convention i'll walk the floor and just talk to creatives usually black folks because I mean, obviously I'm trying to boost those people so I'll see somebody I'll be like oh that's interesting and I'll stop and I'll talk to them and then um, I'll also if it's like a bigger convention like San Diego or WonderCon there'll be like press rooms for different TV shows so that means going in and interviewing the producers and the talent and setting all of that up um, it's fun it's a lot a lot of fun i it's tiring because sometimes you get so much content. Mm-hmm. Um, now, like we're getting better at that and getting other people in on it. So we're hoping this year to like be able to like compile notes and then be like, Hey, can somebody else write this so that I can go do the next interview and not have to worry about writing it up and all of that. Cause sometimes, I mean, I could show you like hours of like video recording that I just never had time to like write something up on. I have like interviews with the Black Lightning writers that I have not edited <laughs> yet. Like so it's stuff like that. I I feel really, really bad when I don't have time to do it. But sometimes you just it's like what's what's the thing I can write up quickest or what's the thing I can edit quickest or uh how can I like get this out in a way that's like timely before the show ends or like before the new season starts and then sometimes that moment passes and you know just didn't have a chance so yeah it's it's it's, it's interesting because um like i i already don't like cons because of all the people but i also couldn't imagine working at the con and dealing with all the people but is it different when you're like kind of focusing on the black people because like it's is the access easier to get to them is it harder is it about the same because i figure 
you know with mostly white media covering a lot of this shit they probably gravitate to certain types of people a little bit more and leave you know some of us in the background uh when it comes to the creators just the artists writers they are super eager to talk to anybody and especially me when like they see black press i mean sometimes it's also really helpful with things like security a lot of the people working those conventions are just black people who are employed by the convention center so they're just happy to see other black people so they're like oh yeah come on right through sister (laughs) no problem they were like Um, we don't even care come on yeah, like I've, I've tried to like get into sometimes when I want to like buy an exclusive or something like that. And I've tried to get into a line and I'm like, oh, this line is really long. I've definitely had a security guard be like this way, you know, so that's helpful. Um, for the press rooms, it's kind of hard no matter what. What's been really cool is recently a lot of black journalists have called that out. Um, you know, stars only talking to white, cele- uh, white media outlets right. and having the celebrities call that out has been helpful. I've seen in the past week and a half, so many people like I am an editor for the Hollywood reporter and I am looking for black women writers who are interested in covering blah, blah, blah. Right. And I write like, so all of a sudden now people are like, Oh, uh, we should probably maybe talk to some of these black folks because, um, you know, the, with the celebrities being like, I'm going to make it a point to talk to black press that I see on the red carpet or in these press rooms that has really changed the game. Like now people are checking for us because they want to make sure that their outlet doesn't get skipped over. Mm. Um, but in general, yeah, when I'm in a press room, they are like, if it's black talent, they are excited. Like I had David Harewood like come up to me the first year that we were at Comic-Con and just be like, Hey, so it was great to see you in the press room yesterday. And, you know, I'm really interested in like, who are you guys and what do you do? And that was just all off of, he's just like, I'm just happy to see yeah, that's <laughs> another dope. black person in the room. That's dope, man. I'm glad people looking and, out for y'all. Yeah. Same with McCod, uh, Brooks, who plays Jimmy on, uh, Supergirl. Like he, we saw him at the bar. Uh, he actually gave me his email and because of that then I was able to get an interview with him the next year at San Diego so yeah that was what I was gonna say I heard that um the woman who plays Kara was like sick or something one year so she didn't make it but obviously all the other people were still showing up and Jimmy being a black man on a show that really does talk about issues dealing with being black um not to mention oh my god they almost made me cry with the black fatherhood stuff from this season yes. oh my god um so like dealing with all that stuff and then you know you're a big part of this show and the press goes oh the white woman's not here so guess there's no reason to go to supergirl room right like, like yeah what would like what that does provide a lane and an opportunity for y'all to like network and stuff but it's also kind of sad that white press would just drop the ball so easily like that well what i do the way the industry is set up also i understand it a little bit because mm-hmm. for instance uh brandon does our photos mm-hmm. brandon gets awesome photos um, a lot of the photographers that are there, they're not there because they know anything about the people who are there. Mm. They just know that if they get a picture of Melissa Benoist, they can sell it 
for uh, X amount of dollars. Um, I have been in press pits. Like we were at the Mar, we were in the Marvel panel like two years ago when they first brought out the Spider-Man cast and the way they yell at these girls and these young women, Zendaya, turn this way. Uh, I'm, they were getting, uh, what's her name? Karen Gillan, um, confused with, uh, Margot Robbie. Uh, like they were calling out wrong names and they're like, turn this way. Cause they're trying to get a shot that they right. can sell. And so they don't care like who it is. Half the time they don't know who it is. They're just trying to get a shot they can, uh, sell. Mm. And so I can get why they're like, oh, Melissa Benoist is not here. I, there's nothing here for me to mm. sell mm. that's why so i'm just gonna move on that's yeah. wild though because like you know on the one hand you have you know just interview wise wanting to get clips and stuff you would think there'd be still a lot of people to do that you know what i mean because i mean he does have storylines on the show and stuff but then also um it like you know that nigga might go on to be somebody too like it's kind of weird that they would be like well fuck him then like he's still on a major tv show who knows like two years from now we might be like can you believe that dude got picked to be uh in black panther 2 or whatever the fuck and Mm -hmm. and everybody blew it because you know only the black people gave a fuck to be like oh shit that dude you know what i mean just anyway it's just wild um all right what's your all right so what's your like favorite experience so far like meeting somebody from um you know one of the one of your shows and stuff oh gosh i have a lot because chris calls me the um the celebrity whisperer um i just like (laughs) i talk to celebrities all the time and i'll just like walk up to them and just be like hey um actually i don't think the most recent one it wasn't me but um i don't know lance who is a friend of mine who i met through the project fandom group um he and i did a screening of black panther Mm -hmm. um in la so chris uh did one for mtr and dmv area and we did one in la and it was just a super fun night we you know it it was just ghetto it was wonderful it was (laughs) so hood and lovely um, and your outfit but, uh, was everything. <laughs> oh, yeah. Come on. I, I was like, go ahead on, Lex. <laughs> I dressed up as uh, Beyonce from the formation performance that she did at the Super Bowl. So, you know, I, I had on like the little leotard with the fishnets and everything. It was, it was so fun. Um, and two people that I saw that day. One, I ran into, uh, the black guy from Walking Dead who was also Dr. Dre. In- oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Corey something, yes. Yeah, so he was um, at, we planned the event with this store. It's called Katula. They did some styling on the Black Panther film. Um, so they talked about that. And he was just in the store before the event started. Um, so I took a picture with him. Um, which I was like all excited because I was like looking cute and butt was out. I was like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he was so nice. Um, and then the, one of the actresses from Grey's Anatomy, Jerrica Hinton, she attended the event and she like came up to me after, like I took a picture with her and she was just like, this is so fun. When is your next event? 
And I was like, what? Like, like just the fact that she was asking me, like, when I'm going to plan something again. And like, right. like now I'm like, oh, I got to plan something because she might come. Right. That that was like very exciting. Oh, that's me. dope, man. That's beautiful. Corey, um, Corey Hawkins was his name. Yeah. Yeah all right man let's get into the show okay guys um so blackout tips find us on itunes stitcher podomatic leave us five star reviews we read them on the show as long as they're nice the official weapon of the show is the taser and an unofficial sport is bullet ball and bullet ball, bullet ball. extreme extreme, extreme. <laughs> and today's podcast is brought to you by shadow dog productions check out their youtube page go like it click on things uh give them uh all kinds of thumbs ups comments share it uh just go to youtube.com and put in shadow doll productions and uh their page will come up subscribe to it you know it doesn't take but a second to do it and uh it ends up helping us out every time somebody subscribes to it it helps us get paid um all right guys um let's get into the news okay kind of stuff is in the news today um did you guys know that your drinking water might be filled with the blood of aborted fetuses? Mm. Um, <laughs> on a recent episode, <laughs> what was the response supposed to be to that? <laughs> like, what's happening? Mm, but they want to ban abortions, okay? On a recent episode of his true news show, Christian broadcaster rick wiles revealed a major secret about what's in our drinking water he said it's uh aborted fetuses it's coming and don't think because donald trump's in the white house that that's going to save us that's not going to save us we're still murdering first of all we're starting with there must have been a presumption that donald trump being in the white house was going to save us by some people Who's the us? Okay. Over 4 million, 4,000 4, babies a day. Still killing them every day. Let me ask you, America. When they slaughter a little baby in a Planned Parenthood baby butcher shop, where does that baby's blood go? Where? Well, I, I have a couple questions. Where did he get his number? of four thousand a day from i don't think i think that number's made up okay you know you get studies and statistics on this right also um why is he making it sound like a baby comes out of the vagina starts crying and instead of them putting it in the nursery they then slaughter the baby right uh <laughs> like and then let and then let the blood run into the drinking water this makes no sense just uh, just Planned Parenthood doctors are full of just it's just vampires that work at Planned Parenthood ah! it's like the, the like I'm gonna be really disappointed when he realizes that women who have their period also like like what does he think happens to that like, I think this dude might have watched a few episodes of True Blood too far and was like this is a good documentary uh these vampires are using everything to get blood okay abortions um they don't care any means necessary any means necessary to get this blood where does the baby's brains and guts go tell me where it goes i'll tell you where it goes it goes down the drain into the sewer system and the blood of those babies is running through your town's sewer 
under your street okay one not every town has a uh abortion clinic quote unquote two i'm pretty sure the disposal for medical waste is not we just flush it down the 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 sink uh we just go to the bathroom put it in the sink and and, and call it a day and, and then just flush the toilet and then come out to the lobby and say number 22 you're next number 22 come on down we're gonna get you taken care of ma'am and in the background of Planned Parenthood you just hit toilets flushing sinks running I'm pretty sure it's not that pretty sure the sewage pipes in your city carrying the blood the guts the brains the tissue of all the babies murdered in your city today going right into your city sewer system you're actually drinking you're drinking the baby's blood being recycled and going right back into the city water supply cannibalism the music i will say this (laughs) cannibalism what i'll say this for aborted baby blood not too bad not too bad (laughs) sipping on some right now it tastes great in this tea and uh if this is uh this is the only cost then uh I, i think i'm okay um young trump staffers are complaining that they can't get a date in dc because everyone hates them this was my favorite story that came out this week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was my absolute favorite story. I, I don't know what to tell you that people are going to swipe left on you because you work for Donald Trump. That is a fact. <laughs> that's just it. The part that's weird to me is they don't consider dating each other because even they know each other is trash. Come on. Like, y'all could easily solve this. Y'all just go on dates amongst each other and it just be like a trump's only dating site and y'all decided that um you don't want each other y'all would still like access to uh outside penises and vaginas uh <laughs> that that have nothing to do with your belief system uh you're entitled to that <clears throat> young trump administration staffers are having a hard time dating in washington one of the most democratic cities in the country both current and former staffers say they're often berated by prospective dates online or simply denied that when someone finds out that they uh who that where they work and or that they voted for the president you do the small thing and you have a good very good conversation and then they might say you didn't vote for trump right one thirty-one year old female administrative uh administration officials told politico as soon as i say of course i did it just devolves into all caps how could you be such a racist and a bigot and you're going to take away your own birth control and one i mean what where's the lie and one recent online i mean the truth hurts and one recent online exchange a potential date asked her do you rip babies from their mothers and then send them to mexico uh another another match on the dating app told her thanks but no thanks just googled you and it said you were a mouthpiece for the trump administration go fuck yourself many young staff i mean these are all valid criticisms i mean like what what do i owe you just because you're on tinder and i mean what else like if you would have had a swastika on your page am i supposed to be like well you gotta give everyone a chance 
okay van jones uh, shout says, out to the people who are googling folks on tinder though that is an extra level of detection i just don't do so mm, that's smart though they they not wrong um you might you never know shannon you might be going on some dates with some uh make america great again people do your googles i i rarely get beyond the <laughs> hey how you doing <laughs> Oh, you want to you want to make out? Uh, I don't really feel like doing that. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how you doing? Make America great again. Um, just want to see if maybe you don't not doing anything Friday. Go to a rally with me. Um, <laughs> yeah, hey, one. Uh, it, it, and then she also says that um, uh, the part the part where she's like uh, being a mouthpiece for the Trump administration. I mean, you had to know that saying all this vow shit to. to to um cover for a vow man would lead to a lot of people not wanting to fuck with you like how could you how could this be a surprise to you is my question you know like this week has been full of republicans being surprised that people don't fuck with them um yeah many young staffers have turned dating exclusively within the administration oh god the mayonnaise sex they must be having so plain unseasoned that must just be nothing but just missionary sad sex uh and some on uh intra administration double dates with the staffers like madeline westerhout presidential donald president donald trump's executive assistant and her boyfriend ben schramm who works at the pentagon another popular double dating couple is giovanna Kawai, a white house press assistant and cousin of kellyanne conway and her boyfriend john pence vice president mike pence's nephew who was also the deputy executive director for trump's campaign committee uh ultimately staffers say the lord of white house or administration gig and the power and access that come with it means they retain some social appeal one trump staffer told political at the end of the day if they are part of the establishment living in dc they usually want or need something from the white house which can be kind of nice selling your souls Mm-mm-mm. well good luck out there to everybody um, i don't feel sorry for rejecting you. them oh you thought i was gonna say good luck to them oh no Mm-mm. good luck to the people rejecting them uh tisha campbell says um her ex-husband Dwayne martin hid money during their marriage i'm not surprised mm-hmm. i don't know why <laughs> i'm just not i'm surprised she did too yeah she uh apparently says that um he was hiding money in a uh she filed a new document alleging that he has been hiding an unknown amount of money even though she doesn't know the amount of money he's allegedly hiding she wants a judge to take action against Dwayne for keeping money away from her they were married for 20 years the former couple filed for divorce back in february they were legally separated in december 2016 while tisha uh, wants him to pay spousal, spousal support she also wants the court to disable him from receiving spousal support Mm-mm-mm. and i really thought that guy played a butt around with her but i guess Aww. not um but aren't they also like kind of at the same level like this feels like a situation where they're both kind of, i don't feel like Dwayne martin was a bigger star than tisha campbell so i don't mm. know the spouse i don't know how spousal support works but if you're at the same level yeah now nah, i feel yeah, I, like I just who owes what <laughs> and how do they determine that right yeah. um yeah. in other news 
uh wendy's employee shot into a customer's car in a drive-thru uh and this happened oh. locally karen this is see that car. that was car theft Wait. there are over ten thousand sorry hold on this is a ad that i'm trying to silence Duh. all right but uh yeah i have the news report and everything but yeah when i clicked on this and it was like wbtv i was like what oh. the fuck like are we really are we really doing this here in charlotte this is like the third or fourth um um fast food incident we've had uh, all right, let me here with breaking news in the wbtv digital alert center out of north charlotte of course north side of course <laughs> there was like nappies is closed we going <laughs> we, we going to wendy's we going to wendy's tonight um all right, I, I don't know why it's loading uh, buffering in the background i'll let it police investigating after a fight over food led to a shooting it happened at the wendy's on sunset boulevard police say two women tried to order food out of the drive-thru and they were waiting in their car for an employee to bring it out when that female employee brought the food out they got into some sort of fight and uh that fight turned violent and that's when a male employee walked out of the restaurant and pulled out a shotgun firing it into their car that they were uh inside of and some people had stepped outside of it thankfully no one was hit by those bullets but you can see the mark they left on that car uh, the women had minor injuries from the fight that they were involved in. Police arrested the alleged shooter, and they also were able to get that gun from the scene. We're now waiting to learn his identity and the charges he'll be facing. Oh wow! When this first came up, they oh, well, didn't have damn. they didn't have the identity of him or the charges he was facing, but now they do. Guess the race? Black. Black. Yeah, you get that one for free, everybody. That was black. Um, <laughs> he came outside popping. I, you know what happened, man? I, and I really blame them for this shit. Um, but this is the consequence of doing shit like. yeah you don't get to get into the trap rap game in the mixtape game real without some violence happening okay like people are dying in these streets i don't know if y'all follow these new kids on youtube these rappers these trap these niggas being going to jail okay all my favorite trap records is dead or in jail that's some real shit so they tried to dabble into the game and they didn't think that things was gonna get real at the drive-thru yeah they started the beef with wendy's right I mean, with uh with McDonald's. mcdonald's yes that probably yeah that could have been a drive but i don't know what happened but niggas coming out the out of the <laughs> niggas coming out of the lobby with shotties i know represent your set i mean that listen stop stay out just keep it to twitter okay right stop stop making me i want to see um a dramatic reenactment directed by ava duvernay yes it will be be shot beautifully it's probably just i know she'll elevate the whole story (laughs) it's probably just the opening scene to atlanta and shit um this season (laughs) when the kids robbed like mrs winters or whatever 
um sea creatures fall from the sky during an insane storm that's right guys what type of sea creatures sharknado apparently so oh it wasn't a sharknado but i'm sorry karen i know that's very disappointing to hear i know um but there were like starfish and octopuses octopi i guess oh could you imagine getting smacked or hit upside the head with some shit like that yeah because they falling they're gonna hit somebody it hit people's cars and shit um yeah the images show the extraordinary moment an octopus and a starfish fell from the sky after being sucked up by a powerful storm yo what a day they had right you minding your business i mean you on this you on this reef just minding your business all of a sudden you get sucked up a hundred something feet in the air like what the fuck like they never showed this part on finding dory right and that yes this feels like so finding nemo right right (laughs) that we got, we got our season we got our season uh our third movie in the trilogy uh based off of this that octopus though he really looked like oh my gosh i'm about to die mm-hmm. like he jumped himself um yeah the sea tornado fizzled out before making landfall on the coast city of Qingdao, uh china but the marine creatures which had been whirling around in the storm cloud were suddenly spat out the images shared on social media show different creatures stuck to car windscreen windscreens in the rainstorm uh according to the uh meteorological meteorological all right according to the weather people the violent weather was recorded late on tuesday afternoon the hurricane force winds blew at a shocking 34.8 miles per hour per wait per second jesus uh Not registering hour. right registering storm force 12 on the buford scale i don't know what that means it sounds dangerous i know the wild weather conditions i believe that whipped up water spouts in the yellow sea which began hovering uh hoovering up uh sea creatures which like shrimp octopus starfish and mollusk before releasing them when they hit the land oh i'm i know there had to be wrecks could you yeah. imagine you just driving down and a fucking octopus just sucks itself to your windshield oh my god oh um let's see what else happened here you know insurance be like we ain't paying for that <laughs> you can't you can't anticipate that this is an act yeah. of god yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what they would tell you a, fucking, like, what? a mollusk went through my windshield yeah dog i don't know what to tell you we, we don't believe you geico don't cover that I'm, mm-hmm. i don't know what to tell you you'd be like spongebob and the whole crew went through my windshield man we don't believe you like i'm i'm for real the whole crew sebastian the crab is like straight up in my living room what am i supposed to do with this roseanne uh the tv show is getting a spinoff on abc where they ordered 10 episodes called uh the connors is the name of the spinoff and it'll have all the cast except roseanne and she will not be making money from like even having her name on it or producing credit or anything um but the rest of the people that signed up to work with that racist woman will continue to get paid nope Mm -mm. Nope. keep it maybe dj maybe dj like he is the only one i can think of who really needs this he the rest of them check. don't he needs a check yeah <clears throat> all right yeah um i was y'all gonna come back and say she died and just keep the show trucking i don't know i i i mean look my idea was still you just go get rosie o'donnell and keep it going but uh i'm still not watching either way oh lord you know like 
not gonna get my money so i just think if this was the case that should have been the concept of the show from the beginning right the concept should have been the connors and darlene just like they did with fuller house y'all can shame me if you want fuller house is my shit dj came back they danny shows up every once in a while cleans some stuff joey comes cracks a joke for an episode jesse and rebecca come and watch the kids for an episode and then they bounce they could have easily made that show about darlene have roseanne come in every once in a while nope they wanted to have roseanne Barr be the head of the show and she's so great and look at us at the abc upfronts caping for roseanne and her twitter is so funny isn't it ha 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 mm-hmm. I, I'm, I, I'm really annoyed by this whole entire thing and this show doesn't need to exist in the right. in the age of all the tv content we have we really need a single camera family comedy no it's also weird it's also weird because we also know the ratings were high because it was roseanne and not because of her as an actress but because of her off-screen personality of twitter Mm -hmm. and the right and the right wing people that support her wanting to be like oh finally representation for us as trump people they're not gonna support this show so so yeah like what's the appeal of bringing it back it's kind of like the trump administration hey guys it's not a bug it's a feature the racism is why people watch the show they're not gonna watch mm-hmm. the connors do the same thing they can do um they could have done with roseanne on the show but without roseanne they don't want to see that it's ridiculous so I, I and honestly uh no I, I i don't give a fuck about anybody that signed up for that show to do it with her i don't care like y'all knew she was a fucking racist piece of shit y'all attached yourselves to that and then when that fucking scorpion stung you in the back and you couldn't cross the fucking river you're like poor us i can't believe we drowned nigga she's a goddamn scorpion um i won't be surprised she still complains about this shit even though she she like she signed off on it to be like look how magnanimous i am i just want my friends to work i don't want to be the cause i regret how everything went down and i'm like give her two days give her a week and she'll be like actually i don't appreciate how they did this and they just made like i'm the victim here fuck you yeah especially if it succeeds oh she'll really be mad yeah um dunkin donuts offered freebies if customers snitched on non-english speaking employees yeah so um apparently um wbal baltimore news caught wind of a sign posted at a local dunkin donuts that read if you hear any of our staff shouting in language other than english please call 443-415-77775 immediately with the name of the employee to receive a coupon for free coffee and a pastry the general manager many people who saw the sign were upset with how it singled out nine english speaking employees and encouraged customers to turn on them for the chance to add some free food and a beverage once again this would work in Krispy Kreme it's not gonna work in a dunkin donuts Mm-mm. nobody's doing that for Mm-mm. for cake donuts okay yeah, like i said before and i could say, say this again uh Amer- i guess america runs on racism because you know that's their motto right and uh for me 
I'm not a fan of Dunkin'. I don't like cakes for donuts. Yeah. I, I, I'm not a fan of, of, of chocolate covered cake for a donut. That's- I, even when I am in the mood for a donut and nothing else is open and we have one literally two minutes up the street. I, we don't go. I've never gone to a Dunkin' Donuts. I pass right on by and go on the extra 15 minutes up the street. To the, to How the do they stay in business? It's got to be a drug laundering, money laundering scheme. Like, I've never <laughs> seen a lot of the Dunkin' oh. Donuts. The coffee. I hear people like the coffee, but I, I mean, how much coffee can people be fucking drinking? You know what right. I mean? Right. And then when it first came here, I know Dunkin' Donuts from up north. They came down south and didn't have goddamn sweet tea. And right. so about three months, I was like, "We got sweet tea." I was like, "Bitch, how you come down here and you don't have sweet tea on your menu?" Yeah, I, I don't know what's going okay. on. I'm from New York. Dunkin' Donuts pretty prolific there. I went to school, uh, high school and college in New England. There's literally a Dunkin' Donuts on every corner, and there's none on the West Coast. There's literally one on our way up to Napa. Um, so whenever we go up to go wine tasting, I make a stop at Dunkin' Donuts. So, but I do not go for the donuts. <laughs> okay, so my question is this: Did are there no Krispy Kremes up there? There are Krispy Kremes there kind of out of the way but again i don't necessarily go for the donuts i love their breakfast sandwiches i love their coffee um i don't i'm not a huge crispy cream fan either because there's like a lot they're very sweet my favorite place is actually a place in oakland called donut savant because they do little donut holes and um they do they call them cronuts they do like cronuts but they're little mini ones yeah they got those at Krispy Kreme too uh here's the thing um (laughs) Krispy Krispy Kremes can be out of the way because people will go out of the way for Krispy Kreme you see what I'm saying Dunkin Donuts apparently need to be on every fucking corner it is because nobody because nobody ever in their mind has been like I want a Dunkin Donut they just be like I guess I'll take a donut that is the closest to my house like that's got to be the the strategy anyway uh sad day sad day to see that that um this racist y'all now supporting a racist institution um and if you like dunkin donuts and want a Krispy cream then that means you want to see uh children separated from their families at the border so uh i think it's pretty clear at this point uh, and I and, and I'm gonna protest like the people protest the uh ch- the Chick Fil A. You know right. how people talking about I don't eat Chick Fil A. Well, nigga, you never ate it no way, no way. The Chick Fil A yeah. ain't around you. I'm now officially boycotting and protesting Dunkin' Donuts since I never ate there in the first place, Mm-mm. and uh will not. I will never step foot in a Dunkin' Donuts again because uh, I never stepped one in there in the first place. <laughs> I think I did one time what it was for ice cream because I think it was like a duck and donut slash Baskin Robbins and some shit like that. Now I feel like how New Yorkers must have felt after um, they got mad at Chick-fil-A because it's like only one in the city. So they'd be like, I boycott Chick-fil-A. It's like, when you been? Never. Well, that's how I am, damn it. Never Dunkin' Donuts. Thank you. This is in my TED Talk. Uh, they're going to have... Um, <laughs> <laughs> they gonna have now they're gonna have like make america great again people in dunkin donuts like remember how when people wanted to protest um uh crispy i mean chick-fil-a you had people come in and like kiss or people come in and protest to be like hey like love is love y'all not about to you know y'all like we about to shame y'all i wonder if that's what's gonna happen with dunkin donuts you're gonna have like trump people coming in being like long lines out the door because chick-fil-a had long lines out the door when they first uh, got revealed as having um 
a bigoted ass owner so i wonder how this will work anyway food yeah, for thought but enough. not dunking donuts food but that's how they protest they protest by supporting all right let's get into some fucking with black people guys um where's my fucking with black people music <laughs> We're just fucking with those black people. We're just fucking with those blacks. We're just fucking with fucking with black people. That's right, guys. Time to play the game we all hate to play. It's fucking with black people. The game we go all around the globe. We find different articles, make us feel fucked with, and we assign point scores from zero to hundred and intervals of twenty-five. Today's contestants, everybody. All right. See what everybody's doing today. Um, a San Francisco woman. Uh. Mm-hmm. a san francisco woman who allegedly called the police on an eight-year-old girl for selling water outside at&t park is causing a stir on twitter mm-hmm. uh she is being identified on twitter as permit patty you know we will come up with a nickname in absence uh. of a real name so fast um in a video first posted on instagram by the girl's cousin raj or at ethiopia underscore ethiopian gold early saturday the girl's mother confronts the woman who is white while she is on the phone and appears to be on hold afterward the woman identified as that's right you knew we was gonna find a name csi was right on the job like i think i first seen the video and i posted um black to the csi do your thing and i want to say within 30 minutes somebody was sending me a screenshot of her facebook page and her real name um 30 minutes after that we knew where she worked yeah and they had uh, a company stop doing business with them they wrote a big old post was like uh we will no longer do business with you we will find other people uh mm-hmm. to do our business with oh i was getting to it uh she's been identified as allison etel of the treat well of treat well health which is a san francisco edibles company with cannabis options for pets ducks uh <laughs> with Oh, animals she, get high too. Where have I been? She then ducked behind a uh, uh, a, re- a retaining wall. But listen, she is a drug dealer. Black Dynamite, she sells drugs to the community. <laughs> Come on. And she has the motherfucking unmitigated gall and the goddamn nerve to try to call the police on an eight-year-old baby because she was selling water on her property, on her parents' property selling water on a hot day easy way for a child to make money it ain't hurt nobody Mm-mm. they do it all the time you know if she was selling girl it's scout cookies if, wouldn't it's give a fuck. By, if it's by at&t park it's actually the smartest hustle ever because it rarely gets that hot in the bay and yesterday it was hot as fuck and if people were going to a baseball game sell that water baby that now, is a hustle we've been in charleston before and um you're walking at the if you're walking out market street mm-hmm. 
and it'd be hot as fuck it'd be little kids out there with water it'd be grown as adults with water and on a bike like i ain't never stopped him like sir sir can i see your permit sir i i'm thirsty as fuck it's 100 degrees out and i definitely need to get hydrated but first of all i need to make sure everything's in accordance with the law like get the fuck out of here now she did get caught on video um and i'll I'll show it in the chat didn't plan wait do i have this uh what does this music have to do anything can y'all just show this motherfucker um getting shamed yeah let's just go here because it's only like a 19 second video uh this woman don't want to let a little girl sell some water she calling police on an eight-year-old little girl you can hide all you want the whole world gonna see you boo yeah she ducked behind a wall y'all this trick ducked behind a motherfucking wall while on the phone with the police <clears throat> on, on a calling on a little girl she turned around and seen that phone she, she ducked behind the wall now what i love is that the woman filming this did not give her a break she walked right over behind that wall and was like everybody gonna see you boo <laughs> like, good fuck her oh my god the whole world gonna see you boo yeah and um illegally selling water without a permit yeah. on my property it's not your property how do you know it's not your pro- her property racism come uh, on excuse me sir ma- ma'am ma'am negroes can't own houses over here so that's not your yard we decided oh my god um so yeah she ends up um uh getting um you know blasted on on twitter you know um along with uh we had the barbecue woman not too long ago um like this white people love calling the cops on us that's all yeah, i know there was a running joke and i agree somebody said white people call the police on us like it's fucking customer service and they just do their job just go out and beat us and kill us like uh yes uh dollar negro yes uh i got a negro in my vicinity y'all come do what i pay my taxes for y'all to do right uh the video got shared more than 1.5 million times retweeted 25,000 times as far as where it's brooklyn new york and high profile tweeters like intercept reporter sean king that's where he worked now raj the girl's cousin did not respond to a message sent for comment um so she says she has received death threats since the incident hit social media mm-hmm. well let me tell you something calling the police on an eight-year-old black girl is a death threat come on so i actually don't have any sympathy for you uh after explaining that her anger also, people saying i would kick that bitch's ass is not a death threat calm down right <laughs> well like low-key if somebody really did hear her up and be like i'm gonna kill you i'll be like ah, the game's the game dog i mean i don't have to save you um so yeah um they uh she made this statement after explaining her anger stemmed from work stress and loud noise that the girl and her mother were making it was wrong and i wish i could take it back believe me i wish i had never done that she works at a weed shop uh probably the easiest way to de-stress yeah i i I bet you do wish you never done it because you got caught right as soon as you duck behind that wall i bet you did uh by the way she also said she's not racist and she was only pretending to call the police Mm-mm. he was on the phone with the police she said uh she's contacted by huff post she said this has no racial component to it 
she said she only pretended to call the police on the girl in the video shopping the girl's mother um she said she tried to hide behind a wall as she was filmed this woman don't want a little girl to sell some water she's calling the police on an eight-year-old girl after being busted she said uh she was horrible and heart-wrenched um what does that mean i'm horrible and heart-wrenched uh she said the issue was noise was noise they were screaming about what they were selling it was literally non-stop it was every two seconds coming by my water it was continuous it wasn't a soft voice it was screaming i had been putting up with this for hours and i just snapped you know what i don't even believe her headphones still exist right headphones are still a thing headphones are a thing yeah but you know us just talking and screaming though you know depending on how you interpret it Mm -hmm. uh also here's the part that um i think isn't being talked about enough let's say that that is the case let's say that's exactly what it was say somebody was outside our house right now yelling screaming i'm i'm selling water right and me and karen were in the house like oh my god i can't stand this it's fucking annoying i'm gonna have to call the police to get these people to calm down i would have called from inside my fucking house you know mm-hmm. like what you do when you call the police <clears throat> on something no you wanted to go out there and intimidate that little girl and her mom you wanted to be seen calling the police in front of them you wanted to scare them into leaving because you didn't call and say y'all are making i want to place a noise complaint which is something you know gentrifiers often do anyway when they come in black neighborhoods right but you didn't say i want to place a noise complaint you went out there to be like all in front of them like i'm calling the police you wanted them to be scared you wanted them to feel your wrath and your anger and your annoyance as a white woman and they were supposed to fucking kowtow to that turn around and walk away that's the fuck was supposed to happen but that's not what you could have called the goddamn police from without leaving your door you could hey police will be here soon cool hopefully this problem be taken care of and you didn't say y'all are making too much noise you said y'all don't have a permit to sell this water like you're not fucking slick man right so i guarantee you they were not loud they were minding their business and she just was like these niggas got to go yeah zero to a hundred. Oh, a hundred fuck her shanna hundred yeah that's a hundred that's a hundred for me too um let's see uh netflix fires their pr chief after um use of the n-word in a meeting uh he looks just like hank hill is it's it's really uncanny <laughs> I laugh every time you say that. Yeah. Bubby. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to sell propane and propane accessories. Um, Netflix <laughs> fires PR chief. Uh, in a lengthy internal memo, CEO Reed Hastings addressed letting go top communications executive Jonathan Freeland. Here's my thing. How are you the PR head and the top communications official and you don't know you can't say nigga at work? Right. Your whole job is communication. That seems like it should just be on the application. Like, do you think you can say nigga at work as a white person and you should be able to say no? And they go, okay, cool. We'll consider your application. Um, his descriptive use of the N word on at least two occasions at the work at, at work showed unacceptable, unacceptably low racial awareness and sensitivity. Now, I don't think they provided an exact, like, how it happened. Let's see. Um, he made insensitive remarks to his team. 
they say that he used the n-word in a meeting with other netflix staffers some of whom reported the incident per insiders netflix ceo reed hastings sent a company-wide email explaining his firing on friday yeah my guess is um it probably happened by somebody saying hey you know what guys we've been spending a lot of money this year um and for a proposal for 2018 i think we should end the year by uh paying monique a million dollars for a upcoming uh comedy special and he said nigga please and they were like uh what did you just say he said nigga please we'll never do it in netflix and then uh that's how he got that's probably how he got fired that's my guess uh <laughs> he just turned into quentin tarantino does it say dead nigga comedy on this does that what sign <laughs> on my door that says <laughs> nigger stand up uh but yeah he says i'm leaving netflix after seven years leaders have to be beyond reproach in the example we said and unfortunately i fell short of that standard when i was insensitive in speaking to my team about words that offend in comedy i feel in comedy so it's only offends in comedy i'm telling y'all i'm on to something i'm just saying i feel awful about the distress this lapse caused to people at a company i love where i want everyone to feel included and appreciated i feel honored to have built a brilliant and diverse global team and have been part of this collective adventure in building the world's leading entertainment service uh i like how he got the to leave um and write about it in his own terms because if you read that you would never know that he was in the uh meeting talking about nigga this nigga that you know <laughs> i was only making a joke i don't want a goddamn monique <laughs> special nigga this nigga that i'm sick of this shit okay why is everybody looking like that it's comedy you can say it in I comedy know. what do they think we are nigga flicks no we don't want no we're not dealing with this <laughs> Oh, man. um anyway guys um zero to 100 karen 25 25 for karen all right what about you shannon this is actually zero for me because i am so surprised that people getting fired mm. for these things we are in a new world where people actually have consequences for the things that they say this is crazy yeah netflix has kind of been on it i mean they you know as with everything they have some where they drop the ball occasionally but they're pretty proactive in general about getting shit up out of the paint um i'll give it a i gotta give it like a 25 just for the fact that he thought that was gonna be okay to say that's why he got but, 25 but yeah i love that that they handled it and wrote a like they did and, and they like wrote a whole like the ceo wrote something to the company like no okay right <laughs> they was like no uh uh didn't you see some of our highest watch shows have black people on them come on when luke k season one it like broke motherfucking records you will not do this sir you got to go on the eve of luke cage season two this motherfucker right. is gonna come out and say this no everybody go back to work but no none of this bullshit okay y'all got us out here looking stupid if oh, stop it right now this is stupid this is absolutely ridiculous no nigga get get out of here we are adults and this is ridiculous Hit the crap i'm sorry shan i didn't mean to cut you off go ahead no i just i i really hope the ceo member was like are y'all niggas serious yeah. <laughs> are y'all niggas serious right now with this <laughs> like, i bet i bet you he already knew this dude was gonna come across his desk one day like he 
like he probably got the mem- got the uh, he got all the hr work and was like nigga this nigga oh i knew it'd be him oh let me guess that hank hill looking nigga is him yep um mixed race family asked bluebell ice cream to change the flavor name to be more inclusive um it's a flavor it's a um ice cream that has um vanilla and dark chocolate and it's called the great divide uh, <laughs> mm. why isn't it called make america great again or make ice cream great again i mean they could have called it separate but equal i mean yeah yeah they normally swirl something whenever they mix it up what like if that? it was called separate but delicious yes i would about that nah i would about that it's separate but equally delicious on each side we actually like when I, it don't I mix thought it, <laughs> i thought it was gonna be called like the mulatto or something <laughs> <laughs> i think like, what's so wrong <laughs> they might as well call it ice cream segregation the barack obama um the mother of a mixed race family is asking a popular ice cream manufacturer to change the name one of its flavors to be more inclusive tracy smidley says she is the mother of six and a foster mom to more some of her children are black and some are white she says it was her 10 year old son who first noticed the name of the ice cream the great divide uh this hmm. uh i need to see a picture of this family now uh the great divide is half vanilla and half chocolate the container has a line right down the middle dividing the off-white vanilla from the chocolate brown when the family bought a tub for a celebration her oldest child said the line down the middle reminded him of the mason dixon line what woke ass 10 year old are you raising that says some shit like that you know kids just be like "Ooh, ice cream they'll be like a, a nerd a, a nerd kid who was like i've been reading history mama and dad we studying this that he, he took a bite and was like nobody knows come on the trouble i seen what is wrong I with know, but like boy have you been here before you only 10 <laughs> i don't know about this one y'all this might be fake um he said he jokingly commented the great divide flavor should be called the civil war flavor uh <laughs> a 10 year old from oh the mouth God. of babes all right that's hilarious well this is a picture of the kids and then oh they got they took a whiteboard and crossed out the great divide and wrote better together mm. Mm, i don't like mm. that i don't know about this man this feel like some white nonsense couched in black people shit yeah. come on i need to see a picture of their parents um so yeah she said her son is talented academically and adores all subjects but math and history are his favorites the ice cream immediately reminded him of a time in history when our nation appeared to be irrevocably behind of uh, divided the mother wrote uh schmidley says her son noticed a mixture of black and white people around the table all of them family and they are not divided like the ice cream the- if her, if he's a true student of history <laughs> then he would recognize this is that actually, this country is in a very similarly divided time right. <laughs> to be honest mom it feels appropriate um <laughs> that yeah she says um 
she wrote the blog post to call attention to the message the label sends and the urge bluebell to change the name and packaging my husband and i are both teachers and together we teach our children along with several other friends out of out of our home mm. Mm, we have a huge like these colorblind parents right don't we have I mean, a huge uh we have a huge dining room table that is almost always full of people which is just the way we think it should be so what so would uh, a good name be you know i don't care about this ice cream do you should that be the name of it you know? uh, <laughs> i don't know I, I feel like they try and get on tv or something right i'm not trying to yeah. funny they they're trying to end up on ellen yeah it wouldn't yeah. surprise me if this some shit that the baby may have said something and they're putting more into it or the baby might not have said the shit this is some shit that they want because it's not right. like we don't see color we don't see race everybody's equal we all sitting here we're okay that's your fucking household y'all step outside of that household it's a completely different story yeah and like and this whole thing is like their blog posts and shit they even have merchandise and a book mm-hmm. uh yeah something up with that i'm a you know what guys i'm gonna go ahead and say a hundred for me mm-hmm. i don't know if this really happened the uh, way they're saying mm-hmm. and y- i don't y- really y- know y'all put the kid up because y'all know if y'all would have said that y'all came up with the idea people wouldn't be like y'all get the fuck out of here grown-ass people yeah love what matters real people real stories real heart yeah the mm. ice cream master being called colorblind to y'all yeah good luck white folks but um Mm-mm. I don't think so. Uh, anyway, a hundred for me. I don't, I don't trust nothing. About. The more I look into the story, the more I'm just like, I hope they didn't just adopt some black kids so they could like add them to the woke brand of like, we love everyone and everything. Color doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And we just need to all be together and look mm-hmm. past race. We have white kids and black kids at our table. That's no Mexicans though, but. <laughs> no no asians no i mean you know native americans there are some lines but if black kids and white kids can get together then why can't the rest of the world right uh yeah i'm i don't know uh karen same 100 all right shanna 100 yeah this is just a gut call guys i don't trust these people Mm -hmm. i don't know i'm on that i'm on that blog like y'all selling this shit and y'all just happen to have a problem and make the paper get the fuck out of here you know what shit niggas buy all the time and we'd be like i think just a little bit i feel a little uncomfortable about this we wbt ain't never hit us up you know what i mean like jigaboo grape jelly i don't know this is oh well it is delicious right spread it on across the toast and keep it trucking all right last one beyonce fans call out madonna over ill-conceived social media posts so oh, well, she in the video ape shit in the louvre they show like um there's a part where um there's uh artwork that jay and beyonce are looking at and there's a the artwork like changes pictures and um she madonna had her people i guess photoshop her into the frames to make it seem like jay-z and beyonce were like looking at her art throughout the years and being inspired and then she put a caption on instagram that read learning from the master lol 
um she eventually did uh get called out because people was like what the fuck you mean master come on uh as a white person and knowing that this video is about some black people um talking about blackness um and also just the idea that you know you're an inspiration to beyonce who has been pretty open about inspirations and she ain't never mentioned madonna you know she's talked about prince michael jackson uh like a bunch of people but you know okay so madonna did change the caption on her instagram post to just learning dot 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 lol but the implication is still that they're learning from her i just when i just feel weary when will we be over madonna when will we just stop caring about madonna i just why yeah i'm surprised she didn't just put massa instead of the t-e-r because i mean it's right up her alley after that whole you know calling her son a nigga um shit she did on instagram not too long ago or to me a few years ago actually and when has anybody been looking for the next madonna album has she even put out an album anytime you know recently i mean yeah i mean i don't want to say she's not um i mean she probably could sell that shit to somebody just of course not you know it just has nothing to do with jay-z and that black ass shit they was doing that's all right like just leave leave b and and j out of your shit there's not too much to ask you know and then that whole learning from the master shit knowing how black that fucking album and that art is and their images is just stupid they didn't get that shit from you honey right it's stupid just gotta be part of something i know how it is correct (laughs) somebody god i love black people somebody tweeted how do i delete someone else's tweet and they use that um that 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 the um the picture that's been going around with the trap nigga looking at the um fucking um computer like, that's what that is because yeah. that meme has been i was like he is staring hard at that screen mm-hmm. <laughs> oh the fat juice still exists i didn't know that he liked her instagram post huh anyway um the cockdacity of this woman right zero to 100 karen 100 for her all right we'll give her 100 uh shanna 100 all right and i also give it 100 um all right we gotta go to um the next session real quick i'll bring it right back on screen give me one second and we'll play some uh either guest or race or white people news when we get back give me one second Mm-mm-mm. and and i guess for me like she could have said nothing nothing is free right and the thing is other people took that um same meme and photoshopped their stuff into it you know like uh, like madonna wasn't the only one who tried to do something like that but everybody else that did it did it out of humor like oh it's look beyonce is listening to me and i'm you know i'm just a person on on, with a tumblr page or something she was the only one that that was really sitting up there like look at them learning from their inspiration like hey man if i want to um if, if if beyonce thought you they were she, you were her inspiration she she just say so she would say so so um <clears throat> plus you know madonna's always been saying stupid shit for a while uh shanna dealer's choice i'll let you pick 
uh well not dealer's choice your choice i'll let you pick uh we can either end the show on white people news or guess the race i really like white people news also i just want to see what song you're gonna choose (laughs) all right i'm glad that you are um i appreciate you being honest and transparent about liking the songs because a lot of people come on here and they lie to my face but it's one of the best parts and you know now you have to deal with the backlash from the chat room but secretly know that they <laughs> like it mm-hmm. it's real just know that they secretly love it too they just don't they don't have the courage that you have to live in your truth like me and you um at any rate before white people news we always try to play a little song of white people covering some of our music stuck my money fast and go oh shit fast like a lambo i'll be jumping off the stage hole crow better save oh i can't believe we made it this is what we're thankful for i can't believe we made it have you ever seen the crowd go away give me my check please respect my check or pay me that goodie Watch me reverse my dance. He's got a bad. Yeah, he's got a bad. We live in lavish. Got expensive fabrics. Got expensive habits. He wanna go with me. He likes a roller. He wanna be with me. Give me the vitamin D. Vitamin D, not vitamin. I can't believe we made it. This is what we're thankful for. I can't believe we made it. Have you ever seen the crowd go away? I can't believe we made it. Oh, oh. This is what we're thankful for. I can't believe we made it. Have you ever seen the crowd go away? Not gonna give us Jay Z verse? What's going on? can't believe we made it this is what we're thankful for i can't believe we made it have you ever seen the crowd go away i can't believe we made it this is what we're thankful for i can't believe we made it have you ever seen the crowd go away thank you morgan the only thing just came out how soon did he get on oh oh they be on it almost like immediately like they they they, you know how the uh black twitter csi they get they get black people made out music alerts and everybody was like "Ooh, i got to pull out my guitar yeah now i have to do my duty and share this on social media um and tell them tell people to please report this to youtube violating the terms and conditions oh lord the only thing black about that thing he got a little swoop going on like he just pulled some sponge rollers out of his head that's the only thing black about that video he didn't even get the chorus right Mm -mm. like that's not even how it goes and he left out the cousin like yeah see but see this is the shit i'm talking about because people will send me like rod have you seen this oh white people are so much so trash look at how they did the cover to this song but it's like somebody famous on the tonight show doing a medley of songs 
fuck that shit i don't want to see that it's gonna get a million views send me the one where someone did it in their basement no ashamed by themselves recorded it themselves they got 300 views 217 dislikes send me that one that's the one i need to or even like three dislikes because nobody even fucking saw it like 10 20 likes because they those are his fans and they they the only they, they would just like anything he put up that's what we need that's the kind of energy i want from these y'all y'all that keep sending me the like competent covers and shit no no thank you no thank you. i'll do i'll find those of course on my own i don't want those anyway oh man we haven't covered trump news in so long jesus christ all right let's do that y'all's man white people voted for him so before we can get to their news we gotta talk about some of the shit this dude's up to um uh all right we'll go through these fast sheriff david clark is eviscerated online for saying the president should invite triple crown winner justified to the white house because he is a winner like trump who could care less about the leftist identity politics aren't triple crown winners horses they are horses of courses of courses they are horses yes (laughs) the fuck kind of mr ed ass horses this gonna be is it gonna show up and talk to him because if not then why the fuck uh the white this white house would have to like lower themselves to that to having a, a horse show up does that mean the person that rode it was like i'm not going all right idiots See, the jockey yeah that's what they call and it. it's all because he don't want to put um he don't he don't want the nba players to go to the white house because they too woke and the nfl people don't want to go because they too woke and and the only people that might go is the hockey people and the fucking horse which just says a lot about you hockey motherfuckers if y'all go uh ivanka trump mocked by asians everywhere for tweeting chinese proverb yeah she faked a chinese proverb empty talk is harmful to the nation while doing practical work will make it thrive a proverb frequently used by chinese president xi jinping is that what she said um wait actually no that wasn't it it was uh what did she say uh nothing she does is original apparently. now i'm gonna have to click on this and see the picture of her tweet jesus i was just trying to skip through this uh but now she said some some shit she made up was like this is a chinese proverb and then like actual chinese people was like no the fuck it's not and stop attributing shit to chinese proverbs you don't know what the fuck you're talking about um uh waiting on this thing to load somebody say a bojack horseman gonna show up at the white house <laughs> uh oh yeah she said those who say it cannot be done should not interrupt those doing it chinese proverb and then people said this is not even remotely an actual chinese proverb chinese proverb Aww. uh for the record <laughs> for record this is not a chinese proverb but a piece of mysterious east wisdom made up by westerners see next tweet and he had a thread uh the other person said keep our words out of your mouth chinese proverb <laughs> uh Confu- <laughs> jessica proy says confucius say don't use tri- chinese proverbs as intellectual and moral veneer um uh, another person put a chinese proverb a chinese proverb uh <laughs> you could call any old shit a chinese proverb on the internet confucius Aww. uh so they just roasted her what she deserves she's trash um let's see what else uh the u.s expected to withdraw from the u.n human rights council yeah i'm not surprised Mm -mm. you know these things don't care about human rights 
course not. Yeah, I mean, do we even deserve to be on it at this point? Right. Um, China, in response to Trump, slaps tariffs on 34 billion in U.S. products from soybeans and cigars. Yeah, the cost. I don't think people realize he doesn't give a fuck about the economy of the people because the cost of everything is getting ready to go through the motherfucking roof when other parts of the world retaliate be like oh y'all raising prices we motherfucking raising prices too you know white folks love them got them avocados you know black people eat avocados too but you know it's a running joke about white folks and their avocados so those prices are going to jump up because a lot of them come from mexico uh trump uh of course had this family separation policy of uh people um trying to immigrate into the country um he defended it then he eventually signed a uh executive order on family separation saying to stop doing it but it has nothing it doesn't talk about reuniting the families they've already split it's it's not a lot of details it might not be enforceable or legal that's what i heard um and that's after he had tried to blame the separation policy on obama which actually was not a policy of obama's um uh and that's even with obama deporting more people than um previous administrations that's even with that the i guess he still wasn't separating families um cory lewandowski um is a defender of trump that goes on these tv shows and shit and he was on the tv show where uh someone was talking about writing they wrote a story about a girl with down syndrome who was separated from uh her her mother and uh while the guy who wrote the story was talking about was promoting it or whatever to be like listen people need to read the story they need to hear about the plight of these people uh cory lewandowski goes womp womp basically mocking the idea of a girl with down syndrome being separated from her mom at the border uh, and then of course the guy got mad uh i i wish i knew where this where the minute mark on this started because like the dude getting mad was like he got mad yeah, in, right. i'm sorry he got mad in the whitest way ever because he was like it was like one of those sir how dare you how dare you like it, it was it was like righteous white man hey? it was, i know it's not supposed to be funny but that shit was funny uh <laughs> he was, did you just say what i think you said and i'm like yeah but y'all keep bringing this thing on the air come on like uh no no offense but all this like like um, my dad brought this up a long time ago was at his house and he was like you know one of the reasons that trump resonates with people when he says that fake news shit is that um news is fake now and i was like you know obviously trump is using it in a different context he's basically right. saying when the news is actual real and factual and and reporting on something he'll say it's fake news but really they're you know they're just doing research and they found him in another lie but he's right about the shit being fake when this stuff like we brought Corey Lewandowski on to say something callous and enrage people <laughs> and then we all pretend to be like so outraged that he would dare say that on our airways which we will put him back on tomorrow or the next hour when the the next show comes on we'll bring him right back in studio right back at the commercial break and we'll hire him and we'll make him a consultant and we'll pay him and we'll promote his like whatever he does you know outside of this yeah i i there's something to the it's it numbs me to know that you bring on jeffrey lord and then also admonish jeffrey lord but then you bring him on again i don't want to hear it 
um fox creators uh revolt as fox news condones trump's immigration policy so people that um work for the actual like fox studio not the news wing right were like like seth mcfarlane was disavowed the company over the weekend which you know is major because that nigga whole show be doing racist stuff um like his whole thing is like racism is funny and shit sometimes and then he saw that pile he was like what the fuck y'all doing wait what y'all doing that's actual racism right i'm 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 doing a cartoon not saying yeah um he tweeted about tucker carlson and told his viewers to disregard information they hear from sources other than fox news he said in other words don't think critically don't consult multiple news sources and in general don't use your brain just blindly obey fox news this friend shit is and it's business like this that makes me embarrassed to work for this company which is funny because like that show will take joke make jokes about fox all the time um um but yeah um and then somebody whose last name is levitin what is it? steve levitin who is a modern family co-creator tweeted his um agreement with him um stephen falk who's the creator of you're the worst also tweeted a rebuke though i'm no seth mcfarlane or steve levitin i have a show on fx a network i wholeheartedly love and i applaud them for speaking out against fox news's support of this administration's appalling treatment of immigrant children i share in their disgusting heartbreak so this one was somehow this one reached white people which is interesting because it was about brown kids at the border which uh i did not think white people cared um and the thing is mm -hmm. like it's horrific but they want to cover up the fact that it's horrific i think they were saying like one of the i don't remember it was in the congress or the senate actually was like playing like children crying and having a fit in one of their sessions like y'all motherfuckers need to hear this y'all right. act like this shit is not real and y'all not fucking separating real families and they had a they made them stop but i was like why y'all do need to hear this because y'all passing these fuck ass laws because y'all don't consider them people trump homeland security chief uh christian nelson got heckled when she went to a mexican restaurant uh after you know defending mm. the child separation policies i'm surprised they didn't kick her ass out like she left okay but how, uh, how like you spend all day just i've been separating mexican families all day you know what i really have a hankering for some tacos a burrito that would be great that would right. love some salsa today I what, just, what if that's what, how tone deaf yo, <laughs> what, if, be? what if that's what made her want it yeah you know what i mean like she was really like what am i in the mood for tonight i, I gotta be honest mexican i gotta be honest i got a craving now that i've been talking about it all day i just let me roll up in here and get kicked out right and you don't think that they ain't gonna be like uh bitch if you don't get the fuck out of here yeah so they did and i loved uh also once again uh the people recording the videos and heckling her mostly white people and uh hilarious white people's rage is so different and funny yeah it's completely yes yeah, different like how dare you madam you get out of here you know you don't eat here like 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 they were just, like this is stupid like, they was incredulous <laughs> get cut the crap like there was they were incredulous about this shit um and i and i loved it like get, 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 secure your own people get them the fuck up out of here come on 
yeah uh let me see if i can play the audio of this if if it'll play in the background but um yeah and then she left and then like sarah huckabee sanders or somewhere she ended up leaving because she got uh heckled and shit right because they don't think there's any repercussions to their actions they just doing bullshit and don't think like people outside disco tem mais de 5 mil agentes. Oh, hold on, this is not, that's a commercial. Go ahead, Karen. No problem. Bradesco. What the fuck? All right, now do it. No problem. They don't think that people outside the bubble are like, uh, bitch, you're directly affecting us. No, I don't mm. fuck with you. No, you can't eat in my restaurant. No. Yeah, I don't, yeah. She said, somebody said, if the kids don't eat in peace, then you don't eat in peace. Come on. Order in, order in. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, you gonna have to. You gonna have to. You better do Uber Eats, right? You got to Uber Eats your meals. Yep, foods. Uh, I bet the Uber Eats person to show up to our address and be like, ah, "Nah, mm-mm. <laughs> we, we, we'll just cancel this order. I'll pay for your meal." Right. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, now it's freezing. Damn it! Play. All right, let me see if I can go back a little bit. Um, but yeah, they. Complicit uh, in the separation. Ah. My check. I wonder. Listen, and the separation and deportation of over ten thousand children. How did they find her? Like, did she? Okay, yo. Deportation of over ten thousand children separated from their parents. Did she like, let me check in at Taco Del Fresco and on Yelp. <laughs> I need, I need people to know where I'm at. Like, how the fuck did they find her? Cause they really they, was like ready to roll. Yeah. Somebody recognized her. Like when you do shit like this, people with, especially if you blunt and you're on TV and all people are like, Hey, I recognize you. Mm. I feel like somebody called from the. Can you enjoy a Mexican dinner as you're deported and imprisoning? Tens of thousands of people who come here seeking asylum in the United States. We call on you. Uh, all right, it keeps freezing. I'm going to cut it off. But, uh, yeah, appreciate y'all <laughs> gathering your own. Like, get her the fuck up out of here. Uh, somebody said a protester possibly could have followed her in. Like, somebody with protest and just went in there and was like, hey, y'all don't know this woman, but I'm going to let you know who she is today. Uh, Migrant parent child. Oh, some of the per- separations are going to end up being permanent. Of, co- of course of yeah. course because these a lot of these children are smaller children they've been with separating children that can't fucking speak period like yeah. they, no language at all like yes that was the whole purpose you can't correct this separation this these separations were permanent i don't care if the next president come and and, and try to redo the laws this is a permanent ass shit you have permanent parents who will never see their children again and children who will never see their parents again ever for the rest of their lives and that was the whole purpose of this policy yeah i think republicans operate on a uh, very puritanical uh point of view and they did this atrocity to make sure that they would put fear in the hearts of anyone coming here regardless of the the fact that people seeking asylum already living in fear they're already coming from places mm-hmm. where they feel like my life is on the line and i'm desperate and this is what our country is going to offer them from from this point on 
right and there's also uh and i we did uh, insanity check with christians today but america always think that we are above bullshit happening here but there could be something that happens here that causes us to want to cross borders so these other countries canada and mexico are going to remember this so you know we don't have empathy and sympathy our government is like fuck y'all well what happens when americans try to cross into these other borders they're going to be like no also yeah <clears throat> um melania take made a surprise visit to texas border to visit detained children and thank law enforcement and social service providers while wearing a motherfucking coat that said uh i don't care do you yeah i called my said fuck them kids and yeah, fuck you too yeah some people were trying to say it was rebellious or something about something kind of message to her husband that was against well, no. he, he, I just don't see how that's possible. <laughs> she agrees with. I'm that. so tired of people trying to make it like Melania is a rebel and she's talking to Trump. She's not talking to us. <sighs> no, and then also they're trying to say she wasn't talking to anybody. It was just a jacket. She can't be simultaneously a fashion icon, complicit in her husband's stuff, a victim of her husband's stuff uh you know completely oblivious to what's going on i i'm sorry the trump the whole family was trolling this week you had uh donald trump jr's wife talking about oh so happy to spend time with my family before the kids go away to summer camp you have melania in this jacket and then she was hanging out with the queen of spain talking about so glad to talk to the queen of spain about uh, things that we can do to help children all over the world. These people are not stupid. They've been in the public eye for decades. They're not dumb. Everything they do is calculated. Exactly. And it's calculated to keep you, you know, wondering how calculated it is. Yeah. And the thing for me is, um, the main people I saw defending her that weren't like just regular ass racist white people, black dudes, like, stop contributing to the infantilization of this bitch like all she's trying to do is hide behind the fucking veneer of the white woman who's a victim and just say hey i'm as fucked up as in this game as y'all are i'm i'm really just chilling no she benefits from this shit if she truly hated her husband you know what she could do she could become one of his ex-wives like you know the other two or three motherfucking ex-wives this nigga got like it ain't it's not like an exclusive club or some shit like like is she like she's not in fear of her life she likes nice things okay so even if at at minimum she's complicit in just the fact that she's benefiting from this dude and being his arm candy and walking around acting like he's not uh a shitty person she that's the best you can say about her oh she must just like the money and the lifestyle at worst this motherfucker was coming around talking about barack obama should show his birth certificate she can't even speak english without an accent and she's questioning the authenticity of this man's american heritage are you fucking kidding me only racism can lead someone to think like that you know is she's not rapunzel in the tower she there's no there's not a gun in her fucking head she is this person you know i saw toray saying like uh you know it could be uh i just can't believe she would be this callous but uh you know this racist but i also can't believe she walked past all her staff and nobody said nothing you don't want to believe she's racist not you can't you don't want to 
but want ain't got nothing to do with the fucking truth like she's racist van jones trying to give her credit for she went and visited those kids in a motherfucking let them eat cake shirt fuck you like at some point we got to stop picking up the fucking slack for people that are less than that are complicit they are complicit it's not even just less than satisfactory you are picking up the slack and just covering just erasing all the fucked up shit she did for what a woman that doesn't even think about your black ass ridiculous my god man it was this is this been ridiculous but yeah fuck her yeah. and fuck her coat and the thing is if they could do it the niggas they would and they would that she would separate you from your family and shit too if they could um trump rescinded an obama policy for protecting oceans as well because anything with that man's name on it he trying to fuck up um and then he also hosted a white house event focusing on american victims of illegal immigration where he lied about uh a stat they don't even keep saying something some ridiculous number of people were killed uh by illegal immigrants and then he took pictures of white people and called them angel families and he signed the pictures autographed the pictures of the white people's families members who were killed made a joke about one of them looking like tom Selleck. um i understand that these people lost loved ones and i guess that makes them um rife to be emotionally manipulated by this kind man hmm i don't want to say something i regret but i'll just be like um i don't trust these motherfucking families either put it that way because if you would sit up there and let this man run essentially promote a racist policy even if it's dealing with your pain you gonna let him promote a racist policy to the whole country it's hard to believe you're not part of the problem too like i'm sorry you lost your loved ones but how the fuck does that make all the separating children at the border and shit how does that make that okay how did why would you give cover to some shit like that you know yeah that's the best i got because everything else i got to say about these motherfuckers is gonna be worse all right let's get to white people news all right let's do some nice let's clear the air relaxing mm-hmm. see what white people. i can't wait to hear what kylie was wearing this week or whatever mm-hmm. let's see what white people's problems <laughs> are like um uh katherine zeta jones is in the news okay um she is finally coming clean and speaking on something that uh is near and dear to my heart but not a lot of people honestly have the um bravery to say out loud she said i'm sick of apologizing for being rich and gorgeous and i'm gonna be honest me too girl me too (laughs) one thing i'm not is humble anymore i'm sick of being humble i really am so sorry i'm rich so sorry i'm married to a movie star so sorry i'm not so bad looking no sorries enough she continued all that is important to me now is my work hmm. mm-hmm. the real victim she is she gonna apologize for some of the movies she's been in because they haven't all been great the entrapment star who's married to michael douglas bragged about her family <laughs> the rest of my life is a joy because i've got two beautiful kids and a healthy happy husband 
who at one time didn't he blame you for getting his self throat cancer because your vagina mm-hmm. mm. it's all good i'm not going to be humble for that either um and then 2003 she had said a million dollars isn't a lot of money to people like us um so i guess this is a pattern of uh stuff in 2009 she said some people collect art or lots of money we collect houses because if we have to look at something we prefer the view so i mean what what were the quotes from when she was apologizing for being rich and gorgeous because it doesn't sound like she ever had to apologize she must have apologized in private okay she must have been like you know people catch her on the street Catherine day jones she's like oh my god i'm so sorry to be eating this caviar in your face like this oh it must suck to be you but not me the worst thing about having all these houses is that when i have an outfit and i think it's going to be great with a certain pair of shoes i remember they're in some place i'm not so that's why i have to buy duplicates i feel that way about my shirts you know i'm like what did i put that shirt is it in the is it in the hamptons i was gonna wear that shirt today um <laughs> let's see what else happened the founder of the disastrous fire festival y'all remember that Mm-hmm. the original fan con come on the first one of his kind mm-hmm. uh the founder of the fire festival has been arrested um he admitted to swindling more than a million uh dollars out of investors um in the past but now he's been selling fake tickets to exclusive events while on bail and he's been arrested for that what mm-hmm. so i think we he's did still selling shit i think we found out who was behind fancon guys a fool and they money man apparently everybody else is right <laughs> nobody does know where the money went because the white man came in and got it the promoter of the failed fire festival who admitted ripping off attendees and investors in a scheme worth millions of dollars has been arrested again over a new alleged scam billy mcfarlane who was rearrested tuesday and charged with earning a hundred thousand dollars by selling fake tickets to fashion music and sporting events through his firm nyc vip access the 26 year old began running a new ticket scheme at the end of last year yo the call of this nigga how sway how just a few months after his arrest oh go ahead related to uh seth mcfarland because he looks very seth mcfarlandy yes he could be like a younger brother maybe um nice to be white man he even allegedly targeted the same distraught festival goers he'd ripped off for the fire media scheme oh because he revamped he revamped he like hey he tried to pretend like he was somebody different i just feel like once you got a sucker why let him off the hook you know apparently so the prosecutor said over 15 victims have been built since last year for more than a hundred thousand dollars as mcfarland and his workers sold non-existent tickets to the 2018 met gala burning man 2018 coachella 2018 and the grammy awards oh and all these events have been passed super bowl and a cleveland cavaliers game that would include a team dinner with lebron james wow LeBron ain't doing that shit. Right. they should have known lebron was not showing up that shit also who want to eat dinner with an angry ass nigga that just took a loss because that's all it's gonna be mm-hmm. <laughs> mr mcfarland is a serial fraudster plain and simple said prosecutor christy greenberg 
uh the festival which cost between twelve hundred dollars uh twelve hundred dollars and two hundred and fifty thousand to attend hit the headlines late last year after mcfarland highly anticipated festival for wealthy millennials instagram influencers and celebs was canceled on the first day yeah i still remember this play y'all remember this the cheese yeah. on bread yes that went all up and down the timeline in, in styrofoam $250,000 for that mm-hmm. that so. sad piece of tomato they didn't even, wouldn't even be nice enough to give him mayo here's a picture of him with Ja Rule and Waka Flocka is that Anthony Davis in the background I don't know who that is uh, so yeah the fire Festival dude is still out here scamming these motherfuckers and people still falling for it mm-hmm Mhm. Sad day. Sad to see these people. I hope it's all white people though. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. I mean, ooh, it might be some black dots, but overall, them white folks. Did Meghan Markle break rule? Oh, go ahead. I just wish I was more evil. I probably have more money. Mhm. If I ain't had no heart, yes, ma'am. Did Meghan Markle break royal protocol over the weekend? Meghan Markle renegade. From some of the headlines that appeared over the weekend, you would think Megan had showed up to the Trooping the Color festivities on Saturday in a t-shirt and jeans or a juicy couture sweatsuit. Page Six shouted that the Duchess of Sussex had been criticized for her inappropriate dress for the very formal event honoring the Queen's birthday and other sites referred to her breaking the rules and noted the look had some people pissed. So how exactly did she break protocol? As it were, Megan wore a pale pink carolina herrera dress to her first ever trooping the color and she opted for a philip tracy hat that she had already worn for her first royal engagement three days after her wedding a move right out of the kate middleton playbook but the recycled hat was not the issue it was the neckline that had certain royal watchers firing up angry tweets feeling generally perturbed her the off the shoulder neckline which we know megan very much enjoys see her wedding dress is not generally seen as a trooping the color event kate has attended since 2011 and always worn a sleeve that goes past her elbow and diana and all her trooping the colors always wore a long sleeve mm-hmm. page six rounded up some reaction to the look with one twitter user opining off the shoulders an appropriate day wear at the trooping or any other official engagement uh and another worrying i have a feeling she's going to push the limits a little too much question mark exclamation point they are so mad. Mm-hmm. They're so mad. Mm-hmm. Racist. Yeah, a lot, a lot of them have They're been racist. They are upset. If she would have been white, nobody would have said anything. The queen loves her. Yes. I think maybe these are the same people that had a problem with Michelle Obama's arms being out. Of course. But not a problem with Melania's jacket. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm uh the outlet noted that the look did have its defenders megan markle broke protocol by wearing an off-the-shoulder dress keep doing you boo one neckline support expressed on twitter another noted that kate diana and camilla had all worn off-the-shoulder dresses at one point or another though of course not for this specific event so all right good good for you megan shake the motherfucking table shimmy them shoulders girl imagine just pulling your shoulders out and people being like my god what is the world coming to 
No, they're mad because Harry looked like every time you see them together, Harry looked like just wait till I get you home. Just wait till I get you out of this little right. off the he shoulder like, number. We had to and leave. then whenever the queen is hanging out, they they're just like the queen might as well just be giving her dap. Like they love each other. Right. Her husband looking like we got to leave. She was like, yes, we got to leave. A twelve year old boy called nine one one twice to complain about parent making him eat salad. Uh, white. A 12-year-old Canadian boy called 911 not once but twice because a parent made him eat salad he didn't like. Royal Canadian Mounted Police uh, Corporal Dow Hutchinson said officers first got a call around 10 p.m. Tuesday from the boy. Before they could even get to his home, he called 911 again to ask when police would arrive and once again expressed dislike of the salad. Cops had to talk with the boy when they got to his house about what the qualifier is appropriate for calling 911, and they're using the situation the opportunity my parents have similar discussions with the kids. Yeah, definitely a white kid. They didn't arrest him or nothing. Uh, while many Hello, Canada, <laughs> while many can relate to the dislike of salad at times, this raises a more important issue that warrants discussion of all ages. The improper use of 911 is an issue with all age groups, and it ties up valuable resources preventing emergency first responders from dealing with real emergencies no you mean white folks white folks white folks use it inappropriately niggas don't even call most brown people are like mm, they'll think hard before they even call 911 this is technically white people's news though oh so. no i'm just saying when they say all ages they they don't mean like oh no ages of black people do this i agree come on a brown people <laughs> uh and other another this is a i hope everybody said now this is a white scandal here oh shit this is a deep cut jazz fm 91 listeners are stunned at changes allegations of misconduct at beloved radio station what happened at the smooth jazz station oh shit now it's not just smooth jazz karen it's the canadian smooth jazz station. oh shit oh. yeah you know that was jazz and smooth and sticky from the maple syrup what's happening mm-hmm. <laughs> this is grayson allen to the jazz level of uh whiteness right now uh listeners uh to jazz fm 91 are dismayed uh, by on-air changes at canada's only all jazz radio station oh the only one in the country as well as news <laughs> as well as news or allegations of sexual misconduct workplace harassment and mismanagement against former ceo and current and president ross porter and board members oh shit y'all are only place in town of course if it goes if it goes wrong everybody gonna fall out yeah i'm I'm just trying like what kind of stuff were they doing at the jazz station you think the jazz right? station would be the laid back one they the shit they was too laid back it's so disappointing shocking that this is going on says longtime listener deborah albert she's already canceled her monthly donation of a hundred and twenty dollars and it's very very sad to see it all fall apart uh-huh oh she was a big time supporter <laughs> yeah wait i'm sorry maybe we need to adjust our levels over at mtr we giving 120 dollars a month right i must be too low a host at the station often referred to uh listeners as members of the jazz fm family but there have been no explanations uh on air about the recent departures of four long-time on-air personalities oh so people just started leaving nor the earlier departure last fall of station star wars including the vice president of creative talent danny elwell who doubled as an on-air host or the departure in april of morning show host garvia bailey 
Yeah, your morning show people start getting missing. That's like the morning drive to work time. I'm mad they only use the black woman picture so far. Uh, all of a sudden, I'm listening to one Saturday morning call recalls Abbott and Elwell isn't on. I sent a note saying, I missed you this morning, and she writes back, Unfortunately, this is not my choice. I wasn't allowed to say goodbye with the show. Oh, Bo- shit. Board member John Sadler declined a request from CBC Toronto for an interview with interim CEO Charles Cutts on anyone else connected with the station management or anyone else i'm sorry however last sunday in an email to listeners board chair david mcgown and cuts wrote that the station is receiving challenges and said jazz.fm is not immune to changes in the fractured landscape for a letter obtained but a letter obtained by cbc toronto dated march 16 2017 from eight former and five current on-air staff at jazz.fm tells a different story hmm we are a collective of past and present jazz fm 91 uh em- employees when the letter goes on to accuse the number of senior figures at the station of ongoing workplace harassment sexual harassment bullying and general mismanagement of the station which who knows what that's like in canada right yeah this this is like canada me too over here mm-hmm. at the jazz station of all places right? this is so random yeah like it probably would making all kinds of protocol violations of the canadian uh type i know they come in there with a saxophone what the fuck is this hey uh brenda that's a a nice nice dress you got there eh and it's like <gasps> i'm a foul this shit with hr very inappropriate what are you talking about right <laughs> and you notice they all they all left without fighting it see that's that's some canadian shit like they would have been in america it'd be like you have to pry my company from my cold dead hands mm-hmm. and canada's <laughs> like i'm very sorry eh? you know yeah, they didn't even talk about it until somebody was like uh what happened mm-hmm. the letter points the figure at porter along with Sa- sharda sharda prasad the vice president of finance and operation the former board member bernie weber and board vice chair rena persofsky the signatories say that over the past five the past five years they witnessed a steady erosion of overall management and a climate of fear and low morale none of the allegations have been proven what does that mean former staff none of whom would allow their names to be used for fear of legal retribution say the board responded by hiring workplace lawyer jennifer mckenzie to conduct an investigation in an email letter mccown and cuts informed listeners that ross porter recently stepped aside to spend more time with his family and in particular his wife who was terminally ill the letter also says porter will continue to provide programming and advice to the station for the coming year uh yeah listeners on the on the facebook page they was mad they described feelings of personal loss especially that they when they turned in last week to find the morning show replaced by unhosted music interspersed with traffic reports and bbc news cast oh shit they was like we come for the jazz mm-hmm. what the fuck is this we could have got this anywhere the first morning i was stunned said abbott i wake up to the station i go downstairs i search the website and i can't find garvia or jack or, or james wait james on the website and garvia was amazing a great morning host very engaging james was this other dynamic in the morning he was always fun to listen to 
one longtime host says the on-air changes were preceded by years of growing secrecy and abrupt personnel changes at the station i started to see a revolving door sped up to a point i've never seen before in any other organization the former host says several one-time colleagues are dealing with ptsd ptsd the collective letter oh go ahead shannon i'm from being fired ptsd i don't know like from the environment maybe like they were working it was so fucked up that they got ptsd because they were it was so fucked i don't know um (laughs) at least 40 employees have resigned abruptly over the last five years been fired abruptly or left the station because it was untenable um they failed this organization let's see former host and other staff also questioned the board approving a salary of more than three hundred thousand dollars for the former ceo giving the station's annual budget of 4.5 million and its reliance on listener donations uh abbott blames the board for failing to protect the people who wrote the collective letter and recently departed host they should have asked for more money and been upfront about it says abbott we all know the media is suffering and that things are tough in the radio business Mm mm-mm but they had a budget of 4.5 million and people donating 120 dollars okay maybe it's just me my budget mind is like i feel like they could made this work <laughs> i like how um that's a lot of money right i like how all the people left but they're still too polite to put that person's business in the street like they were just like we're not gonna say what they did but they know what they did hey eh? <laughs> you know what you did you that's hoser so sweet. um all right let's see how about um one more nick jonas makes his relationship instagram official with a sweet post of priyanka chopra oh shit yes i know their baby's gonna find as hell so i'm talking about they not having no babies they can't have no babies right now mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's what they say nick ain't having no babies he's he's good he's good mm-hmm. that's what they say well i mean you look at priyanka chopra and you tell me you don't think about making I babies. mean, I first of all, I love Jonas is the finest Jonas. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is also the sweetest Jonas and the best singer. And his whole entire band is black. Um, and Nick Jonas likes older women and apparently women of color. So I love Nick Jonas. <laughs> but I don't think Nick Jonas is having. I don't think Priyanka's trying to have a kid right now either. I don't know. She's thirty five. You know what I'm saying? If you can get on some of that prime Nick Jonas sperm, you need to hop on it while you can. She she'd be a fool to let it pass. Trap that man. Um, oh Lord. look. I'd do it. We'd all do it. We'd all trap him if we could. I mean, no, I would totally have uh Nick Jonas's babies. Right. But <laughs> I mean it's not, you know, she 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 got eyes. She ain't stupid. Um and he got eyes too. She fine as shit um i I almost watched that little quantico show that terrible show uh, like an extra six episodes just because she fine show not even good i'm just like i I guess i gotta see what she up to this week um but yeah i covered quantico for project fandom so i did watch all of quantico oh my god i'm so sorry to hear that happen to you you know i've I've always (laughs) said that nina is a slave driver and some of the things she gets from you guys is inhumane I, I don't think anyone oh, should have to watch Quantico beyond more than two, two three episodes but <laughs> she gets the best out of her people I'll say that much um Nick <laughs> Nick 25 took the huge step of sharing a post to Instagram of Priyanka who's 35 on Friday 
um in the video which was actually a story priyanka can be seen walking in a spaghetti strap top with a low-cut neckline which was paired with a matching skirt oh i bet she was she's a gorgeous one as hell shiny earrings appear to be the her main item of jewelry and her raven locks are pulled back and secured crimson lipstick highlights her huge smile which seems to only get bigger as she swaggers towards the camera which is presum- uh, presumably operated by nick mm-hmm. Aww. Mm-hmm. He, put, he put a caption with her and the heart eyes emoji sprung sprung so cute um it seems like things are only getting more and more serious uh for the genetically blessed couple (laughs) (laughs) oh that is so true though uh the pair is currently visiting the quantico star's mother in mumbai as priyanka wanted nick to meet her mom that's when it gets gets serious now listen she ain't playing she's like what these 35 year old eggs is fitting to get all of this <laughs> you better you better you better make this work girl trap him sis oh i'm rooting for her to secure the bag uh earlier this yes. month she met his extended family at his cousin's wedding in new jersey oh they went to a wedding oh, together shit that's mm-hmm. she didn't bring him to megan and harry's wedding though yeah yeah it was more official you know what i'm saying uh the hit maker and actress arrived arm in arm with the family occasion on looking very much like a devoted couple the two spent memorial day weekend together and have also been seen on dinner dates Mm. yes we need this to happen for the world um anyway that's all the white people news okay thought we could end on a uh a lighter note um let's do sword ratchetness and then we'll get out of here uh when i pull up that music that would help there we go A man's finger is cut off by a sword during a fight over a parking spot in New Jersey. Oh, snap. A fight over a parking... Why? A parking spot, dude? Y'all pull them fucking swords out for anything. Like, at least at Wendy's, they only pulled it out of it's some trap music. Um, mixtapes out. Um, <laughs> so, uh, the man... Uh, it turned violent fighting over this parking spot and a man had one of his fingers cut off prosecutors in somerset county say 35 year old jared rosano is, is the man who swung the sword that cut off the finger of an unidentified 40 year old man during the altercation last year in, in manville that's an appropriate name manville because it was acting like some dumbass men manville, USA? yeah manville new jersey i mean guess the race obviously Oh, white right jerry rosano hey i'm walking over here uh the, the incident i'm parking over here the incident began at approximately 10 30 p.m in the area of knob street um when rosano began arguing with the victim over a parking space the victim then allegedly confronted rosano with a four-foot contractor's level and struck him with it which oh. authorities say prompted rosano to grab a sword from his car and see you never know who got a sword in this motherfucker because they ain't regulated <laughs> you should you gotta be careful that's one of the reasons i treat people nice when i can i don't just be out here talking anyway to everybody they might have a sword come on 
uh from his car and then he slashed the victim several times cutting off one of his fingers and slashing him in the head rosano's charged with aggravated oh assault possession of a weapon for an unlawful purpose and unlawful possession of a weapon shanna tell the people where they can find you uh you can find me on twitter at shitty Balmonts. uh you can find me at the mtr network uh we're doing cloak and dagger reviews supergirl just ended um not sure what i have coming up for project fandom because most of my shows got canceled this season um and then yeah and then san diego like follow us on twitter because san diego's coming up fast and we got a lot of stuff coming out and what does your twitter name mean shitty bombots so i wanted it to be a play on witty bombots mm. um yeah <laughs> okay all right that was me trying to be clever <laughs> you just like i'm sticking with it yeah, like trying to be clever, not quite hitting the mark, and then like that's pretty appropriate it, for what yeah. I do. <laughs> yeah, it's actually kind of yeah, it's actually on point. Uh, all right, we'll be back tomorrow, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate mm-hmm. everybody takes the time out to do that. Uh, don't forget live show September twentieth, theblackoutist dot com slash live twenty eighteen. We hope to see y'all there. Um, until uh, tomorrow, I love you. I love you too. Mwah. <laughs>